Tyrion Creeps podcast, RJ. Is it? Is it? Last I checked. But is it's, it? But it's not Wednesday. I know that what, much. What day is it? It's Monday. What the, What's the calendar day? It is date, May 31. May 31. So we're already halfway through the year, Jarrett. Can you believe it? Uh, well, almost. We're a month away from halfway to the year. Middle of this year. But we are halfway to the best time ever. That's Creeptober. And Which as, is? As, as a long-time listeners will know, is ghoul schooling, creeptoberin', mm-hmm. whatever you mm-hmm. want to call it, 31 days of horror, and we're we're fiending. We want we want to watch horror, but we can't because we have lives, adult yeah. adult lives and adult interests. That have so what do we do? Okay, us, sorry. It's, it's dragging us away. It's dragging us away yeah. from the things that we love. But yeah, May has a special place in our hearts. And the last three years, what have we been mm-hmm. doing? We've done some. Full Moon with Charles Band. Yeah, we've mm-hmm. done a little bit of a little bit of Lloyd Kaufman and Trauma Entertainment. Mm-hmm. Last year, we uh, went through almost the entire oeuvre of one Roger Corman. Oeuvre. No, it's a f- fancy word. Where we're, I'm a fancy where, where, man. Where we struck Ro- uh, Roger Cormay. Yeah. And upon that realization, and starting to detect a theme in our intense month-long viewing of a director. Um, mm-hmm. Some some might say schlockmeisters. Um, ah, I wouldn't per, say per, that. Purveyors of genre, genre, yeah. genre cinema on the uh, uh, to a direct market, selling it mm-hmm. to uh, giving fans what they want, finding a niche, making mm-hmm. uh, perhaps lower brow B genre, mm-hmm. B movie types of things, mm-hmm. and uh, just uh, indulge ourselves, take a break from these stodgy. Italian, British, black and white, foreign subtitled movies that we have to watch wow. every single week, and oh, we wow. watch. We have a little bit of fun. We, we, Is that how you would describe this? We, we mix it up a little bit. Oh, okay. You you would describe it as fun. Um. Wow. Well, I mean, there's. It started off fun. It started, <laughs> did it? Did it even start off fun? Yeah, I I think so. Well, I mean, the the reason it's it's initial like start was something different completely because that was a, a fever dream of a Charles. Band. Oh, uh, oh, you're tra- uh, I thought you were talking about Fred here. Oh no, no, yeah, not Fred himself. Uh, I I thought you were talking grand scheme. Oh, grand scheme. yeah. Oh, well, I mean, yeah, Charles Band is uh, boy, a different duck altogether. Yeah. But but yeah, so. You you describe these fine gentlemen in a certain way. I would describe them in a different way, but uh, entertainers. Yeah, uh, yeah, entertainers, um, visionaries, uh, perhaps um, true artists. Putting uh, smiles on faces. They're putting something on something. I can tell T- you that much. Titties. Sometimes. It's not exactly what I meant, but yeah. uh, I'll allow it. Okay, I will allow it. So, mm-hmm. with all that said, yeah, here, uh, here we are. So, can you explain uh, the intent uh, this month? Uh, can you tell the viewers out there, the listeners, um, why why Fred? Why Fred? Well, because it sounds really cool to say Fred Olin May. It does. It rolls right off the tongue, and uh, mm-hmm. he definitely qualifies 
in terms of uh, who we've been tackling. Yep. As, a, as a man who's made 151 films thereabouts. That we know of. That we know of. Uh, there's the ones that are official, unofficial, un- ones under pseudonyms and mm-hmm. whatnot. That's the way the business works sometimes, though. But he's he's done a little bit of everything, independent all the way through, working for, I guess, Hallmark-looking movies. Uh, even, well, even working for Full Moon and selling movies to tra- uh, at least a one movie to Troma. Yeah, he did it all. He uh, worked for Full Moon, Troma. He started small. He he broke his way in. He wasn't, uh, as far as I can tell, not the son of a uh, fancy filmmaker. He's what? not Steven Spielberg Jr. It seems like he broke in. He was a, and then I, he was a fan. Bo- yeah, he was a fan. He had a, a RJ, normal trajectory. born in 1954 in Wellston, Ohio. Ooh. See, we have a fan base in Ohio, so this will play for them. But uh, as you pointed out, he did some horror. He did some action. He dabbled in some light pornography. Uh, and he then uh, He served in the Navy. Uh, yes, he did. He was, uh, as far as I can tell, he was also a wrestler for a while. Uh, allegedly. Had a stint, if, uh, if Wikipedia is to be believed. And what was his name again? Freddie uh, Freddy Free or something? Something similar to that? Uh, Fabulous Freddie Valentine. That's a pretty good name. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's a pretty good name. Sure. But yes, he kind of, uh, it seems like he was from Florida early on and then moved on up to Los Angeles, as you Los do Angeles? later on. But I believe he is back in Florida now and lives on Facebook. Sharing, he lives uh, on Facebook? Yeah, sharing uh, daily mail news stories. Did uh, Did you invite him on to this episode? I, I have or? not. No, 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 no. I, I, I bet it. I messaged him right now. I probably join. I'm sure he's got a life, RJ. Unlike Mm. unlike us. Mm, I bet if you message him, I bet he'd join. Look, I'm not here to make friends. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I'm not saying that we have to uh, praise the man. I I tell him like it is. I'll say, listen, buddy, Air Rage might be one of the worst movies I've ever seen. And I'm sure he would agree with me. Wow. (laughs) Okay. I'm sure he would agree with me. All right. All right. Here we go. Well, we're we're gonna we're gonna do it. We're gonna tackle it. Um, okay. You know, f- fun fact: he loaned a sixteen millimeter camera to Quentin Tarantino so Tarantino could make my best friend's birthday. So does that mean he's in the same wheelhouse as Quentin? Absolutely. Yeah. See, no one can say that we don't we don't pick quality directors for the month of May because this guy's best friends with Quentin Tarantino. Clearly. Clearly. Clearly, he posts. So. A, he does post a lot, an awful lot about uh, dead and dying Hollywood people. So, so RJ, yeah, um, you want to kick things off here? Let's see where, where do we want. Where do you want to begin? I mean, I made a ranked list. I think you've already made yours public. Yes, um, I have. Are, are we going to go in chronological order? I mean, that makes the most sense. Unless you would like to go in alphabetical order. Mm, that's not helpful to anybody. I don't think. Why not? Um, because if chronological just makes the most sense. And I think that's what we've done okay. every year up to this point. So, all right. Whatever. But what we could do is we could reveal where we would rank them. Cause I watched, I wound up watching 40. You got 40. Uh, I think you just uh, squeaked past me then because I believe I capped at 39. Oh, so you, you squeezed in that ven- uh, venomous today and you, uh, you, you one upped me. Mm hmm. 
And uh, why well, my my original plan was my last viewing was going to be Sniper. <laughs> I well, that's what I had thought too. So uh, that was why I uh, I finished off on it. But I I wouldn't have had time to fit anything else yeah. in. So well, I knew, I knew I wanted to throw in like one of these because uh, he made a few of these like two thousands like snake <laughs> films and when sure. animals attack tile movies. Uh, mm-hmm. Everyone's got one of those under their. Uh, you know, in there, you know, Steve Spielberg's got jobs. Yeah. He did and Anaconda too, yeah, didn't he? Who's that? Steven Spielberg. Spielberg? Oh, yeah. that's news to me. You heard yeah, it here he first, folks. Yeah. John Voight. Yeah. Yeah. They were, they were buds. Uh, John Voight actually lent Spielberg, uh, an eight millimeter for his first movie. And not a lot of people don't know that. Wow. Yeah. Scoops. 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 So, uh, what did you say? You want to start in chronological? Yeah, let's let's do it. Chronological, so, yeah. Chronological but, demented but, death farm massacre. So that's a weird one. Yes, because um, that's technically 1986. If you want to. Oh. Okay, wait, wait. I I have to fall all the way back. Did you include Demon Cop in your list? I do have Demon Cop in my list just because I, I want to so, talk. I just want to talk about it. Then I my 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 number also hits 40. Because I did not include it in the list, I watched it, but it's uh once we get to it, it's confusing as to who made that movie and how. But uh, and how, anyways, but it's fine. Okay, well, you tell me where to start then. Okay, so let's talk. Let's talk about this brain leeches. Okay. So, brain leeches from 1978, Fred yeah. Olin Ray's directorial debut. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure he made some like short films and weird odds and ends before this, but. Something. This is his movie that's a, comes in at a whopping fifty-five minutes. And how 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 nice did that feel? Um. Well, this one it didn't feel that great. It, yeah. it didn't it didn't help that much. So the a tagline for this film from Letterboxd: mm. Home movie telling the story of leeches from space that crash on Earth and attempt to take over the world. Man, that just rolls right off your tongue. Yeah. Um, on, the, on the poster that is on Letterboxd, we have an odyssey of terror. That That's actual tagline. Yeah, the, that, uh, that makes more sense. Although odyssey is a strange word to use. I don't really see that fitting, but oh well. It's, it's, it's a journey of terror. Yeah, I suppose. I suppose. So tell me what Brain Leech is about, uh, mm. uh, other than communism. Invading aliens are taking over the brains of folks in a small town. The head leech is a wad of black tinfoil with a couple of white thumbtacks for eyes. Others are spidery-like rubber things pulled along by strings. <laughs> it's That's a uh, good point to make, sure. That, that, that is the synopsis. I mean, I, I feel like they didn't have to just lay it all out like that on Fred. You didn't have to do him dirty like that. <laughs> well, I think he does do his best to uh, not have this film made available anymore. Oh, he's not a fan? No, I mean, would you be? Well, so here's the thing about brain leeches. Yeah. As uh, first movies go, where would you compare this in like, because everyone's first movie is a little bit different, but let's say, uh, what about like Reservoir Dogs? Where would you compare this? Well, so that's, not, that's not even his first film. What was his first film? Uh, the Happy Birthday one. <laughs> we oh, just talked about. Remember that? Right. Remember when we said that not that long ago? No, I, I I don't remember. How does this compare to following RJ? Uh, I'd say they're neck and neck. I'd say neck and okay. neck. So where's the criterion of brain leeches? Is the real question. Indeed. 
Uh, so this one I watched. So a few of these movies are going to be a little bit out of my memories now. I tried to either make a review or make notes, like at least a note on each movie so I could try to remember it. Yeah. And all I, all I remember talking about here is Red Menace Communists Meet American Freedom and whatnot. So I do remember, I think that there's like, are the aliens a metaphor for communism, Jarrett? Well, is that what this movie is about? Since since this movie is a play on 1950s science fiction, yeah, like Invasion of the Body Snatchers, yeah, where people are being, you know, either their brains are being taken over by aliens or they're being replaced mm-hmm. by aliens. Uh, some might say that it is a metaphor for oh. the communists. Oh, uh, shit. Some some have uh, also said that perhaps it is about conformity in general, sure, and being taken over and being. Uh, by whatever state power that might be or some other unknown actor. Sure. But yeah, I, I'd say communists. <laughs> I mean, I think uh, you're you're hitting at a lot of layers here, Jared. This thing's got depth. This thing's got, like, real real just meat like, you can dig into. Just like the swamps. Just like the swamp. There's layers. Layers. Well, there, there's a little swamp action. So, uh, yeah, so brain leeches, I'm trying to remember. You do get a – there's a couple brain leechy parts. Like, it's not all kind of hidden off camera. They they try a, a little bit, right? Like, in terms of uh, effects yeah. and kills, they, they try. I think the thing that stands out at me now, like a month later, mm-hmm. is the – just, like, the, the the regional film quality of it, where you get, sure. like, the, the foresty woods, that lo-fi look. Mm-hmm. That, that's about – it but it is um draggy and it seems like it was composited over and over again like they're trying to make it work and try to also be in on the joke of making a bad movie which is always kind of uh uh troublesome troublesome not not necessarily the best track to go but people do it all the time you shot all this stuff you might as well try to like make it work and be like yeah i know i know it's crap you can't say it's crap i already know it is i beat you to it no, I I agree with you. It doesn't uh, doesn't leave much to be desired. It's not great. It's ex- it's kind of like it was exactly what I expected. If that makes sense, when I was watching, I was like, "This is kind of what I thought this was right. going to be for brain leeches." Yeah, you you get a little bit of stuff. Some of it doesn't really make sense. It's kind of not. It's not even tryhardy. It's just it's like they went for something didn't really land oh well oh well oh well there's not much to say about brain leeches to be honest it's like you said it's it's under an hour but uh it's you feel that hour you're you're really watching for an hour Mm -hmm. so it's it's fine but it is not a good movie not one that you could watch with anyone but speaking of uh florida and swamps and aliens Aliens. You know, you know about the Alien Dead from 1980? Oh, I know about the Alien Dead. Uh, that this is one one of the reasons I did want to do Fred Olin May more than others is there was a natural kind of crossing point with Fred between the Alien subsection that uh, I am a fan of and the Bikini subsection that I am also a fan of. Oh, so yeah, there's a of lot of overlap. So yeah. like a Jim Wynorski, uh yes. combined with your say love of don dollar exactly that's why fred fred uh freddie o was just it was right there i was i was actually looking forward to this one since last year i was like man mm-hmm. freddie o i'm there's a lot of these movies i want to watch and one of them jared was the alien dead now my opinion of this movie was is 
potentially a little bit inflated. May, because, may uh, I give you a tagline for this film? Yes, of course. Of course. The bodies are dead. The remains live on. And a synopsis. That sounds great. A meteor strikes a houseboat in the swamps near a southern town populated by Yankees with fake accents. The people on the houseboat become zombies who feed on the alligators in the swamp. Once they run out of alligators, they start going for the citizens. A local scientist tries to figure out what's happening to people once they start disappearing. I love uh, I love any synopsis that uh, goes with a local scientist mm-hmm. investigates. And you go... Yeah. That could be you, RJ. I am a local scientist, Jarrett. I don't know yeah. if you know this, but uh, I have a lab coat. And I have uh, one of those thingies to make things look bigger, you know, that you look into and it makes things bigger that are small. You know the thingy. Mm-hmm. Science. Uh, what was I going to say? Did they have fake accents? Was that just put in there kind of cheekily because they think, didn't do good accents? I, I think it's a little cheeky. A little cheeky. Okay. Uh, well, I mean, it sounds awesome just from the sound of it. This poster uh, currently is this like muckman yeah. looking like hooded fellow dragging this blonde lady away. Yep. Fortunately, he, uh, her uh, butt is turned in such a way toward the audience that you can see it. Uh, what about her front part? In a flattering way. Well, her legs crossed, you know, teasingly across with her uh, leggings kind of half down and uh, her top kind of revealing up. It's a wonderful piece of illustration, RJ. Great. Huge. This, this poster would actually be super cool for like a games room. <laughs> I think. I think, yeah. it would, I think it would look cool. Have, uh, have coworkers over. Talk about the alien dead. What else are you going to do? No, I, I like this one better than that previous one they had. The blue, it was like a bluish green one. It was just like previous a, woman, poster? A, a woman spaced out on it. Yeah. 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 It was, um, yeah, that one was that, that one, the poster didn't look very good at all for that one. But, uh, uh, so for alien dead, uh, I think this was actually my watch list for a while. Cause I was like, Oh, a Freddy, uh, Freddy O movie with aliens, which he has many. I was like, I'll throw them in my watch list. Um, but again, my, my review of this, my rating is possibly a little bit inflated. Cause I started with this and then this was right when I was watching air rage as well. Um, and, uh, you know, I was excited to get into uh, Freddy O's movie. So I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm on board with this. And uh, I I thought this movie was fine, man. I liked uh, some of the zombie stuff that they uh, alien zombies, I guess, that they do. Um, they're just hanging out kind of in the water. There's extended scenes, which some people might, <laughs> some people Ooh, might find a little off-putting. Ex- extended scenes. <laughs> well, isn't there? I think there's a scene where there's just one of these alien guys just in the water. And it's just like that for like two minutes or something. It's just him there, kind there, of blubbing around. Yeah, I, I kind of recall there was like uh, people kind of walking around back roads and then uh, yeah. zo- zombie dead come along. And they're just like, they're kind of massaging bodies rather than like tearing yes. them apart Romero style. How, well, what do you do with a, a fresh body? Do you massage it as well? Well, when you don't have a, much of a budget, you kind of just like massage away, groping away. And you're like, I'm pulling you apart theater of the mind <laughs> yeah i mean that's what it's all about jerry it's like broadway yeah it, it's you kind of have to put yourself inside the magic do you know what i mean magic like uh, such amazing minds delivered with fake accents like ass deep and gators which uh i thought was pretty good i like all the gator talk you like that gator talk huh although you don't really see a whole lot of gators do you? i think there's like one 
there's like one or two but you don't really see a whole lot yeah i i agree i don't think there's a whole heck of a lot going on but hey this begins i feel um fred olin ray putting in like a a star from yesteryear to work here Mm -hmm. we have uh buster crab could you explain to me uh or to the listeners at home who buster crab is clarence linden Buster Crabb was an American athlete and actor who starred in a number of popular screen serials in the 30s and 40s. Um, His most watch is Flash Gordon, but he's also showed up in an an odd uh, Audie Murphy movie, Arizona Raiders, Daughters of Shanghai, Mm -hmm. uh, a a W.C. Fields picture. You're telling me, Search for Beauty. He was the lead. He was a big star. Um, but clearly, but, but uh, the Alien Dead is his second most popular film. Mm. Wait, oh, for Buster Craig? Yeah, Buster Craig, uh, Crab, Buster Crab, Crabby. Uh, I mean, Crab. Do you think that? That's his real name, probably. He's in okay? a ton of westerns. Tons. Uh, apparently, uh, Wikipedia says Fred Olin Ray made a western, but that's uh, different from uh, what Letterbox would tell us. Something yep. called the shooter, which neither of us watched because I didn't realize it existed. Oh, but that's neither here nor there. We're All here right. to talk about the Alien Dead. And you know what we're also here to talk about? Hmm. Scalps. Okay, so okay, you do your intro to Scalps, and I'll tell you my uh, my Scalps uh, Scalps rundown from 1983. I guess yeah. We guess we haven't been talking about where we're ranking these movies. We've already fucked that up. Uh, well, I mean, it's easy to do. I have, um, out of 40, I have brain leeches in the third last position. Okay. Yeah. Uh, That's about right for me. It's, uh, pretty well. Not, it's not dead last. It's not dead last. No. And then, uh, alien dead. Uh, even though I did like alien dead, uh, in the grand scheme of, uh, my boy, Fred, uh, I actually have Alien Dead pretty low on my list at 32 out of 40. And it's, Holy. again, I didn't find it bad. It's just uh, there were uh, some of these movies that I liked uh, quite right. a bit more. So I got Brain Leeches on mine at 36. Okay. And I've got Alien Dead at 9. Ooh, that's pretty good. So you are a big fan of Alien Dead. I Apparently. Um, yeah, I, I, that's I mean, surprising. I, I might have to like revisit this list that's what that's how it stands right now see i might bump alien dead up a couple spots but it it wouldn't crack the top 15 for me if i move it up a little bit okay yeah i mean i say alien dead belongs to a particular style of movie that i'm pretty okay with watching yeah Uh, it kind of just reminds me of like things like manch um the the Living Dead of Manchester Morgue. It it has the same type of vibe to it. Vibe. And it kind of reminds me of zombies. Uh, Something about swamp, bayou zombies. Mm -hmm. Uh, Kind of like the Beyond a little bit, but completely different. Not at all the same thing. But there's something about that um, that I'm I'm, I'm okay with. Mm -hmm. Regional filmmaking. I'm okay with it. I agree. See, I, I moved it up because uh, I actually like the Alien Dead more than Scalps, so I had to bump mine up a, a few okay. positions. Here. Well, so we got Scalps. Mm-hmm. Uh, the film is <clears throat> a silly group of college science students go on a dig around an Indian burial ground for artifacts. Unfortunately, one of them becomes possessed by the evil spirit of Black Law, so he must therefore slaughter all of his friends. <laughs> 
is that what happens in scalps? Amongst other things, there's some uh, lion dudes. Is the lion dude ever uh, like? Is there any closure on that? Because you see him for a bit. Does it ever come back? Well, it seems like there's I a don't lot. Remember. Of, there's a lot of dudes. There's like yeah, zombie mon- monster head dude mm-hmm. with its kind of problematic makeup. It's a little bit problematic. A little problematic. So. Scalps. Uh, this is actually the very first Fred Olin May Ray movie I'd ever seen. And mm-hmm. I watched it, jeez, by not knowing who he was. 2013. 2013. This was like when I was probably watching one or two movies a day every, all the time for years. Uh, and I'm like, ooh, Scalps. This sounds kind of weird, like a red exploitation slasher film. Mm-hmm. This, this could be pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. And boy, did I did, did I not like this the first time I watched it. Giving it one and a half stars out of five, which is pretty nice. pretty low for uh, me. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And on know, rewatch, I've, I've acclimated. Mm-hmm. Um, I've I've gotten used to these sorts of things. My tastes have developed, mm-hmm. and. Uh, on revisiting scalps mm-hmm. here in 2021 in the context of fred mm-hmm. um it's not too bad it's not bad uh it's got some yeah. cool it's got some pretty good visuals it's probably yeah. got some of the most memorable visuals can i remember them this very second no so maybe i'm lying however i think while i was watching it i was kind of like startled uh, mm-hmm. very vague, like in a slight way where I was like, oh, that's kind of neat. This is at least going for something. Like this has got kind of a, a visual identity uh, sure. punctuated by extended scenes, as you put it uh, previously, of, you know, college kids going out on a science dig. And mm-hmm. there's a lot of people with uh, curly 70s hair and lots of uh, very well-fit 70s clothes chatting by the station wagon out in the desert. And a lot of, where did they go? I don't know where they are. Are they okay? I don't know. I think they might be dead. Oh, no, the car's broken down. All mm-hmm. while being pursued by possessed black claw, claw man, uh, mm-hmm. lion head. That stuff's pretty – that stuff's okay. The dream sequences <laughs> – the possessions. Yep. Yeah. That stuff's all cool. There's some scalping as well. Yeah. Uh, it, hence the title scalps. Yep. Well, you know, as far, sometimes you'll watch a movie called scalps expecting scalps, <clears throat> but no one ever actually gets scalped. So I just have to point out that, uh, in these Fredel and Ray movies, uh, unlike bad directors, like, I don't know, let's say Denny Villeneuve who describe a movie in a certain way. This one, these movies all deliver on whatever their title are. What about massaging? Well, with the exception of masseuse, most of these films make good on their titles, I believe. And then yeah. with the exception of Demented Death Farm and masseuse, because those okay. two, those are liar movies. Okay. But, uh, so I, um, for some reason, is there another film called Scalps that is more there, yeah, there highly is, regarded? There is another. There are two Scalps films. Okay. So I had this in the watch list for a long time because I thought it was the Scalps that people actually enjoy or like give decent ratings, like threes or whatever. And I was like, oh, yeah, Freddie O, he did that Scalps. People seem to like that. So, well, there's there's 1983 Scalps and then there's 1987 Scalps which I don't know if it's very well regarded, RJ. Uh, it nope. is 
No. So it is uh, co-directed by one Bruno Matai, which is a oh. name that, which is a name that's been floated before. Uh, yeah, no, a real person. That is a real person. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. Because when he directed this, he went by Vincent Dawn. What's up with these dudes with all these aliases? Sometimes, uh, I mean, maybe M. Night Shyamalan should learn a lesson from that. I mean, what would his alias be? Just Pete? Yeah. Pete Shyamalan? Pete Balog. He could be. I don't think there are any Pete's in our family. But, okay, well, I I was under the impression that one of the scalps was good, and uh, maybe not? (laughs) Okay. Uh, I didn't mind scalps. I thought it was was okay, but uh, watching it... uh, there were quite a quite a few extended scenes. I was confused by the dog face man, uh, with especially like it made more sense later. But uh, I think by the time I kind of got to the end, I was like, well, okay, I get the hallucination stuff. I get the somewhat like the possession dreams. Yeah, the fever dreams, the possessions. I think it's. I think there's really good ideas there. I don't think it it lands all of them as well as uh, it. I don't know. It's. Uh, good ideas i don't i don't think the execution's quite there and it's like that's oh, too bad because i think it could have been especially because as i pointed out i think this is is very similar to uh s craig zoller films in a sense <laughs> uh so huh. i i think it was it was almost there uh yeah. i think they just missed it i think they just missed it on damn scouts. damn well you yeah. know this actually wound up uh number 12 on my list rj God damn, man! You uh, you and I have vastly different tastes, Jared. <laughs> vastly. No. But I'll or, see. We'll see if our top my, four or five are the same. My my standards are different now. I've they've all uh, twisted off because some some of this stuff is tough. It's just like mm-hmm. could, it doesn't hold the interest. That's that's for sure. Some of this stuff could go either way, for sure. Yeah, yeah. but. I don't know, Jer. I don't know. Uh, whatever, whatever beach blanket bloodbath is. No idea. It comes we, up on this. We couldn't get it. Yeah, I don't know what this is or where it is. But I know what Biohazard's all about from 1985. Tell me about Biohazard. <sighs> well, we got. I'm going to give you two taglines. One is, it feeds on human flesh. And uh, okay, I much prefer, sense it, feel it, fear it. Be very afraid. Uh, that's pretty good. That's pretty mm-hmm. good. I like the sense it, feel it, Fear smell it. it. Just really, really immerse yourself in biohazard, Jared. Immer- yes, yeah, right. I really like the uh, opening credits to this thing, where it's like the green, like, 90s computer. like uh, 90s computer, my word. I mean, it seemed like 90s computer stuff. Yeah. It was ahead- they were ahead of their time, Jared. That's the point. I- a group of skeptical government officials headed by General Randolph are brought to a remote laboratory for a demonstration in, quote, unquote, psychic materialization, a successful side effect of an experimental drug. But the project scientists had warned that not enough testing had been completed to access safety concerns. Mm-hmm. In a freak accident during the demonstration to the politicians, a vicious creature is created Unable mm-hmm. to contain the monster, it unleashes unbelievable havoc and destruction against mankind, reproducing itself at an alarming rate. 
and all known weapons seemingly powerless against the creature. The scientists are gravely concerned for the survival of mankind. All mankind they're concerned of? Yeah, that's pretty that's as big a stakes as there are. I mean, I can see the concern, but for all mankind? That seems a little bit uh a little much. But we got uh we got Aldo Ray. Aldo Ray's in this movie. And uh any relation to Fred? Uh no. Nope. Maybe he maybe oh. he tricked him, said, Hey, I'm your nephew. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure someone has done that and it's actually worked before, no? Might have here. I mean, yeah. I don't know. Alder Ray's uh, career heights were behind him, and you know what? Sometimes a paycheck's a paycheck, mm-hmm. because Fred would use him a little bit more too with a star slammer. So you'll have to tell me about that when we get there, because I didn't rewatch it, but I have seen it. Okay. Yeah. So what? Tell me about your opinions on Biohazard. Uh, so so Biohazard is a movie where Fred got mm-hmm. his son mm-hmm. Christopher Ray. To okay. get in a little little alien monster suit and, and yeah. run run around and pretend to kill people. Yep. And that's pretty cool. I, uh, I'm i glad you say that because I also thought this movie was pretty cool. Uh, I really liked – I think when you first see the alien, uh, you don't see <clears> – <throat> you don't get like a sense of uh, size. Uh, but then once <laughs> they start putting the alien like next to people and you see how little it is, I thought that was super funny. And I was just like, I like this. I like that – they didn't try to make it a big scary thing. It's just this little guy that's running around. It was cute. Mm-hmm. Fall, falling out of the back of vehicles. <laughs> yeah, he's just like falling around, oh, or it's like falling over. And like, I'm not sure. How, I'm not sure how old he was at this point, but uh... I don't know how old he was, but he was definitely under five foot, mm-hmm. or maybe just at no. five foot. I like that probably with that part where he kills that homeless guy and then tears up that E.T. poster because he's like, this ain't your daddy's alien movie from three years ago. I uh, I also like that because I was like, Fred, you're punching up here, buddy. Don't go after Spielberg. Mm-hmm. There's no reason for that. No reason. But uh, I, I I was like, I see what they're trying to do. Uh, I, I thought uh, Biohazard was kind of fun. I, I actually liked it because I like... Like I said, I, I really liked seeing um, this little guy just kind of run around and bite people. <laughs> I was like, I'm into this. I don't. I, I didn't realize it was his son that was in the suit. I thought it was just like a small man. Uh, and I was like, that's also cool. Why not get a small man in there running around biting people? So I, I thought this was uh, was not bad, Jared. Not, not bad. bad. Um, the 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 buxom lady started appearing. I yes here yeah you do you do get one uh she's a scientist in this one angelique uh, petty john yeah angelique uh, petty john that's uh a, quite a name american actress and burlesque queen oh wow yeah this is uh this is where you first get uh, a real taste of uh fred uh throwing in uh, either topless ladies just standing around or topless ladies doing things so mm-hmm. uh you get a little bit of that in here yeah, yeah. although the the dude who is like the uh, the romantic counterpart for her? Uh, they they could have got someone a little bit better to uh, come up to where she was performing at. I think. Right. But uh, yeah, she uh, she was a good convincing scientist. I thought. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, she had, she had. I bought it. I was like, yeah, this lady seems like she knows I, what science I, is. I will say that I probably think that Biohazard has the best ending of any of the movies this entire month. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Biohazard's <laughs> ending is pretty incredible because uh, can you describe what uh, what happens in the last two seconds? It's of it's the it's movie? like pretty well your your hero is like facing off against like he's just finally maybe killed the last biohazard but then it turns out there's like the the biohazard queen who is uh angelique and Mm -hmm. she's been behind this all along now or is like now like the ultimate form but it's already too late and the world's Mm -hmm. going to end and you're like oh man where's the big climax because this is like this movie's advertised here is 84 minutes long it is not whatsoever near 84 minutes it's probably about 60 minutes and then the movie's like rap hitting a climax and then suddenly it's like the actor literally just kind of goes ah like he literally turns to the camera and goes yeah that's it and then it goes to bloopers and because it's like that's the end it's just like it, it, it builds to this ridiculous point where they can't go any further and then they literally go, throw up their hands and go yeah that's it that's it we're done now Run the, said, run, the, run the blooper reel and uh, watch footage of like Fred Olin Ray like get frustrated with people. Uh, yeah, I thought that was a uh, really great where it's just like they're like you figure out the ending, smart guy. It's like you think you know how movies end. Why don't you figure it out? Who gives a shit? Who gives a shit? Uh, so th- yeah, that that is really good. The ending is terrific. And then uh, yeah, the blooper reel. I was surprised that uh, like I've seen directors like directing on sets before, but I've never seen a director quite like Freddie O uh, really laying into these people or not like laying in. He's not being like mean or anything, but like the amount of like what he's, how he actually goes about this. I was like, man, what a, what a glimpse into the mind of a, or the work of this talented individual chair. Really, uh, really, really enlightened me on uh, Fred Mm -hmm. and what he was all about. Cause I think, uh, what was it like? They were just like saying stuff. He's like, again, do it like this. No, I do it like this. Uh, no, maybe like that. And he's just like, no, stop it. <laughs> he just, it, it just like he was constantly hurting these people. It was pretty interesting. It's pretty interesting, Jer. I got Biohazard at 15 on my list. I have it on my list at 15. Holy shit. Well, that's nice. Mm. We're in agreement. It's a it's a fun little fun little show. Pretty I I thought it was good. yeah for uh for what we're getting here mm-hmm. if it's uh, not bad. And this is kind of like the trajectory of a lot of these movies yes. is the the beginnings are like have these interesting little things and then as time goes on mm-hmm. it's downhill. But we're, yes. we're, are, are is are we going to get the same with Fred all the way to the point that at least that where we drop off? We'll see. We'll see. So I, uh, as we were talking here, I just moved some of my uh, initial ones around a little bit. So uh, I'm, uh, if you had if you had looked at my list before, it's changed now. I, I so. haven't looked lately. So I'll, I'll give you uh, I'll give you my number first, but I, I have moved things around a little bit here. That's fine. I, I, yeah, but, I haven't looked for a bit. But um, now we got the tomb, which is uh, at thirty four out of uh, thirty nine <laughs> for me. Uh, it is. 35 
35. Not too bad. Not too bad. From See, I don't have Demon Cop. I, I, I should probably add Demon Cop just so there's some consistency here. Ah, that's close enough. We, people get the sense of it. Uh, yeah. the, the Tomb from 1986. Her ancient fury sought its revenge. Their courage was our last hope. An Egyptian sure. princess rises from the dead and goes to California for the amulet she needs. California. 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 I like the 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 wizard one. Yeah. So yeah. my my big note here was I had sure. made a review on Letterboxd. Like, what okay. was up with the 1980s American pop culture fascination with Egypt? Is it Indiana Jones? Well, that's what the one guy responded saying. Is yeah. Indiana Jones ripoffs more like it? There were quite a plethora of them back in the day, and I was like, "Yeah, no," because that's like obviously kind, the cover yeah. is very obviously uh, wearing the indie hat. Um, the, there's yeah. that's not that's not hard to miss. However, there's like I think about the popularity of the Bangles song "Walk Like an yeah. Egyptian," which came out the same year. Okay, uh, and then there's also other B movies. Uh, there's Blood Diner, which is a remake mm-hmm. of Blood Feast. Uh, which it has this like Egyptian thing that, but it's like contemporary. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, were people really into mummies? Like, I remember like when I was a kid, Maybe. I was like, was, was I really into mummies? And uh, it's like, Oh, it's, it's over there, but it's, I don't know. It's a weird, it's a weird othering thing. I mean, yeah. pyramids were cool. I remember as a kid thinking Egypt was cool, but I also thought dinosaurs were cool. History is cool. RJ. Egypt is cool. You ever seen Beetleborgs? That show was uh, about uh, Egypt. <laughs> Yeah, that's the first time other one than when you bring it up. Uh, I don't think about it that often. Well, you're going to now, buddy. Uh, I Yeah, I think the poster is definitely Indiana Jonesy, but the movie is in no way Indiana Jonesy. I don't uh, think at least. Well, we, you know what we do get is we got John Carradine. Who, yes, we do. Who you might recall from De- Demented Farm Massacre. Demented Death Farm Massacre? Yes, that's the one. Yep. Yeah, because he's in there too. Be, like looking old as fuck. Yes, he pops up uh, a few times. Yeah. So we got we get John Carradine here though, who literally shows up and says, "Yeah, I'm not. I'm gonna die like any time now." And then he <laughs> literally dies like two minutes later, and just he's while sitting, he's just like, "Ugh, <laughs> he's dead." And you're like, "Okay." He, hey, you you that's masterclass filmmaking that you can't teach that. That's uh yeah. that's given talent to God given plot like that. You know what I mean? This is also, uh, I believe, our first appearance of uh, Michelle Bauer, I think, who becomes a regular in these films. And uh, Cameron Mitchell, I think, I feel like he shows up in quite a a few. I mean, that was like actually one of those things I was uh, kind of like, oh, cool, Cameron Mitchell, because that guy is in a whole lot of B movies. I'm going to try to look him up. Demon Cop. Oh, I see. Oh, yes. Uh, I would be remiss if I didn't mention, uh, yeah, I know this guy, uh, our good buddy uh, Corpse, who uh, has been following along and I believe watched uh, almost 40 of these Freddy O movies as well. Uh, he uh, he just had a review talking about seeing the uh, the same people pop up in lots of these uh, Fred and Ray movies. And you yep. get kind of a, you're like, oh, yeah, it's uh, Michelle Bauer or, or John Carradine or... Or that fat guy who uh, comes up eventually. You know the fat guy from uh, uh, Sorority House Massacre Two, one of Jim Wynorski's buddies. Yeah. Oh yeah. All these, all yeah. these, all these dudes. Uh, Lloyd yep. Kaufman, Charles Band. Uh, 
they, they all have their stock. Their guys. Yeah, the other character, their actors they call upon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It makes so sense. You work yep. well together, bring them back. Like, Corman had, like, I don't know how many, I'd have to go back to last year, but there's these people. It's like, you know, Dick Miller, he even shows yeah. up in Fred Olin Ray, because why yes, not? Yes, he does. You want, yep. you want him in there, too, checking out yep. ladies bending over. Sure you do. Uh, yeah. Was, I, getting I his, like getting his dick bit off. Well, only a little bit. Um, but... <laughs> Yeah, I uh, I like to uh, I like seeing Michelle Bauer uh, here doing her Egyptian thing. I think she's a little bit underutilized, to be honest. But uh, um, I think oh. this movie is. I thought it was. It's fine. Like I don't think it's outright bad or anything. It's just it's not super interesting. Because you're you're just watching. You're like, okay. You're like, all right. Okay. Mm-hmm. People all people right. get tricked. People get seduced into sex and die. That happens quite a bit. Well, I mean, that's just the real world, Jared. That's just the real world. And oh, every day. Don't, uh, I forgot to mention Sybil Danning also makes her uh, debut. And she, she comes back quite a bit. Uh, just actually in Phantom Empire, I think. That's it? Yeah. Shit. I thought it was more being, than that. Being uh, super chesty. Sorry, could you say again? Um, so next up, I guess we could talk about Demented Death Death Farm Massacre. It, sure. Uh, so this was a film made in 1971 by a guy named Don Davison. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure what the circumstances are, but Fred Olin Ray bought the film. And because mm-hmm. it was at the back in 1971, it was called Shantytown Honeymoon. And uh, that's he, okay. He shot some footage with John Carradine, uh, yeah. who is the judge of hell. Inserted cool. the inserted these like little clips into the movie, framing it as some sort of like weird like moralistic film about people getting what they deserve. And John Carradine's old. old. He he's, is like, he, he's, he's a real old. he's a real he's a crypt keeper here. Yeah. Um. And then yeah, so this is a film that like he then. Uh, put into the, a limited theatrical release, and then he sold the rights to Troma. Hmm. He, uh, he he tricked Lloyd into putting this out because it fits into like that kind of uh, exploitation stuff. Where God, like it's like whatever it was a year or two ago, I was watching these horror movies and it seemed like every single goddamn one involved uh, a bank heist, and then them yeah. winding up in the woods, and then them getting killed by hillbillies or something in the woods. God damn it. So yeah, this movie is not good. Uh, no, in any, it in is any, not. In any traditional sense. It yeah. kind of fits into... Yeah, this is regional filming. This is the boring, boring stuff. But I will mm-hmm. say that I think I like this more than The Tomb. <laughs> Yeah, I mean it is. Uh, the tomb's not yeah. great because th- this is this kind of reminds me of those uh, schlocky trauma movies that Kaufman mm. didn't actually make. But it's kind of like Mother's Day. Uh, the 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 poster is completely misleading. There is no yes. scythe lady. Um, I mean, I think the title's a little misleading as well. Yeah, it's pretty low stakes. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're, you're thinking, oh, you're gonna get some 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 Leatherface action? Nah, nah. It's just people getting bored and killing each other. Yeah, no. I was uh, I was more I was I was a little bit disappointed with this one because uh, mm. I thought the title was a little bit more promising. And uh, I have this one just under the tomb, but uh, they're pretty close to me where 
I, I can see why you like it a little bit more. It does have a little bit more of that Jared touch. It's, it's like a vinegar syndrome movie. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I, I agree. I, I think it's just, I think it's still at the end of the day. I was kind of like, man, like, this is, this is floating near the bottom of the pool for me. <laughs> if you know what I mean. I think I hear what you're saying. Watch yeah. your, watch your step. Yeah. Yeah. You didn't. You gotta watch out in the in this pool, the pool that is Fred. So, so, so like, but 1986 is a pretty prolific year for Fred. We got The Tomb mm-hmm. uh, and two other films to talk about. We got Armed Response from 1986. Yep. Which is, uh, I guess, maybe Fred's got some budgets now coming his way, mm-hmm. and he's got he's got some names mm-hmm. that are showing up uh, that we're gonna see a whole bunch. In his uh, yes. in his productions, armed response from 1986. There's only one way to challenge the face of death, and apparently, and with based on the poster, you would assume, oh, Michael Berryman, mm-hmm. <laughs> he's the face of death. He's like he's gonna like he's the bad guy. He's gonna fuck people up. The so, synopsis. Oh, uh, I yeah, okay. Hit me with the synopsis. One of Tanaka's underlings has stolen a rare statuette that he had planned to use as a peace offering between the local Yakuza and Chinese Tong. He hires two private investigators to exchange ransom money to recover the statuette, but the trade goes down bad and Clay Roth is killed. This <sighs> angers Roth's brothers and father, all combat veterans, and they go after the people responsible. So we got ourselves a little bit of vet exploitation, RJ. We sure do. Uh, and my vet exploitation, Jared, I, I like it. So uh, just uh, just so you know, I got this son of a bitch at number four on my list. I have this at number eight. Yeah, I, I liked Armed Response quite a bit. I think uh, I think the intro to this movie is real good, where <laughs> it's like the guy gets... Well, he gets his finger, he cuts his own finger oh, off. Cause, uh, cause he, he does he goes, that's Yakuza stuff, right? Yeah. He like, and he's like, he cuts his own finger off to like prove a point. He's like, yes, you can still trust me. And then uh, he goes out into the car and starts it. And then he blows up anyways. But, he, but he's with his girlfriend. And she's like, what yeah. happened? Oh, my finger. Oh, what happened to it? It's like, yeah. they, did they cut off your finger? No, I did myself. Oh, should we put it back on? No. And then <laughs> and it explodes uh, anyway. You're like, oh, but what a cold open. I know. I I thought it was really good, uh, and then my other notes here. I have hot pants. I can't remember who was wearing hot pants. Maybe, maybe Carradine. Maybe yeah, maybe yeah. maybe so Michael Berryman. We got David Carradine, and we yeah. got Lee Van Cleef. Mm-hmm. One of them is wearing hot pants, I believe. Yeah. Hanging out in the bar. Yeah, and then I have a uh, Vietnam PTSD and old man foo because uh, Carradine does some old man foo mm-hmm. in this, and uh, I liked it. And cool. we have probably one of the most prolific, I think, of the uh, Fred Olin Ray uh, mm-hmm. cast of actors, Ross Hagen, who is in one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve Fred Olin Rays. I've watched, oh, I've, I've told, I've, uh, thirteen Ross Hagen movies I've ever seen. Twelve of them are all from this last month. Yeah, uh, same with me. He is in a lot of these movies and is he uh no is is ross hagan the guy who is the picture like you know the picture i just put out was that ross hagan or is that a different guy i think that's a different guy okay that guy's in a ton of these as well okay i'll I'll get to that guy later you'll get to that you'll get to that guy is that the guy from uh beverly hills vamp yeah 
Okay. Uh, no, or or, or uh, Evil Spawn. E- Evil Spawn, and he's in Terminal Force. Uh, fuck. Let me let me look up what this guy is because oh. he's in a movie later, and they're watching Terminal Force. So Armed Response is yeah. just like a 1980s action movie. Uh, and uh, yes, it's, it's it probably the most traditional, generic mm-hmm. uh, action movie you could expect. Mm-hmm. I think if you were comparing it to other action movies of the era, it would not be great. It would be a two-star movie. Sure. But in terms of Fred Olin Ray viewing, this here is a, this is top ten material. Yes. I, I'm glad that uh, you think so because that's definitely what I thought. Because uh, when I was watching this, I was like, oh, yeah. I was like, this when, uh, is uh, this is what I'm here for. Michael Berryman's like a assassin hitman who starts ganking people, but then he shows up at the bar and just gets his ass kicked at the end. Yes, he does. And then you're like, oh, Michael Berryman. No. Um, yeah, I uh, I watched this really early on. This is when I was going alphabetically, which I know that uh, you uh, advised against, but uh, I was doing it anyways. Well, this is also the movie that has like the uh, amazing scene with Dick Miller because there's like the Mm. Uh, the the guy and the girl that show up, and Dick Miller gets out of the car, and there's an exchange, and I sent it to you because it's about like yeah how how did it go? You're like I have no idea what you're talking about, and I was like it's just in the movie you watched last night. I I genuinely did not remember what uh I can't whatever I I don't even remember now. You yeah you sent me that conversation. I was like I have no idea what you're talking about, and you're like you just watched this movie. And I was like must have missed it something about blowing dicks off or something like that yeah yeah it was definitely there was definitely talk about dicks yeah there was some dicks in there Uh, and the guy i think i was thinking of is jay richardson he plays uh so he's in bad girls from mars he's in about 12 of these films as well so we'll get there uh i can't remember exactly what the dick miller's line was uh something about blowing a dick off or something like that but uh i liked it and this well, one too it uh, it has some stunts in it which was nice i'm very close to finding it because i'm not at the beginning of may of our uh conversations oh, yeah yeah why well, and hey, remember time... remember remember oh yeah here it is uh no shit Binding contract. Must not have heard this. Oh, yeah. The correct response is, this ain't my dick I'm playing around with here when asked if they have a gun. And then there was... That's pretty good. And then I think after they think they've killed these people, they say, we shot her tits off. Well, what else are you going to do, Jerry? But it turns out she was just like in the backseat of the car, too. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's interesting uh, how that happens. I mean, it does happen. It happens. I do think I think we've done an amazing an amazing job of selling this film to people. I I mean I would watch (laughs) it again based on how we're talking about mm, it. Questionable, questionable. (laughs) What about Star Slammer from 1986, RJ? So I didn't. So there were two films in here that I I have seen before and I did not rewatch. Star Slammer and Hollywood Chainsaw Hookers. Really. Um, Yes, I did not rewatch them, but I have I, I watched Hollywood Chainsaw Hookers last year or maybe. A little bit more than that. And Star Slammer I watched a little while ago. Uh, so I didn't feel I needed to rewatch it. But I remember enjoying Star Slammer. I was like, Star Slammer's not bad. It's got some so, stuff in it. Star See if I, I gave it two and a half stars. That's what I gave it to. But I think it's yeah. actually not too horrible. It's just there's, yeah, better, it's there's, just, there's just better movies you could watch that are the same idea. So yeah. Star Slammer 1986. Untamed. Uncaged. Unleashed in space. Mm-hmm. Two women who have been unjustly confined to a prison planet 
plot their escape, all the while having to put up with lesbian guards, crazed wardens, and mutant rodents. Fuck, man. Just talking about it, it sounds great. Yeah. So we got Ross Hagen, Aldo Ray. Uh, yeah. I think it's like John Carradine might even show up in this fucker as well. He does. He might. Like they're all back. Like this is this is one of the, the crew's charm, all here. One of those things I like about Fred Olin Ray. He's he's doing the thing where it's like, hey, those don't just leave those guys on the shelf. Dust them off. Bring them out. Get, Dust get, them off. Get, get, get them some work. They'll Even take Christopher those. Ray is in here. Good. His son. I mean, does he have a choice? Well, maybe not. But yeah, yeah they yeah. Dust them off. Bring them all back. So this is a yeah, women in prison in space movie. So that's cool. I mean, yes. I guess there's that comic book that probably rips this off a bunch. Uh, Bitch Planet. Oh, <laughs> do you? Was that Kelly Sue DeConnick? Or... No, 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 no. Different, different person. Uh, she. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, um, so Star Slammer starts off as like a fantasy movie on yeah. on, on a planet and you're like okay but it's like Jim Wynorski style Deathstalker antics but then mm-hmm. a, a, an alien ship lands and then it's like a Humvee not but not a Humvee the, the a cheap 1980s equivalent rolls up and they kidnap mm-hmm. people uh, there she kills one of them uh, she winds up getting captured, brought up to the space station, and most of the rest of the movie takes place on there. So you get to see a whole bunch of uh, sexy girls all hanging out Ooh. in prison, eating Ooh. in the cafeteria, um, everyone calling each other slut a lot. <laughs> Is it, isn't that how you talk to your friends, Jarrett? Shut up, I call slut. my. I call my friends sluts all the time. Yeah, so you Star ignorant S- slut. Yeah, Star Slammer. There's a whole lot of that. Um, yeah. There's lots of torture. Uh, it's by the number stuff. I mean, you could probably get the same kind of experience watching a better woman in prison movie. Like Potentially, Re- Reform School Girls is way, way, way better. Um, but this movie's got like a charm to it. It does. Mm-hmm. Much like many of Fred Fred's movies, there is. Some kind of, he's got some kind of magic, Jared. Yeah. That just kind of makes you, even though you're like, this isn't good, but I'm going to keep watching. There's something something there. Yeah. yeah. It, it, it's inoffensive. Yeah. Yeah, see, I, I'm remembering this a bit. I, I do think I took some good screenshots of some of the alien guard people, uh, like, mm-hmm. when I had originally watched this. Uh, I remember liking it, and it's kind of like you said, like, we both gave it two and a half. It's not bad. If you were looking for this very specific subgenre, there are there's better. But uh, if you just if this was just on somewhere, you'd be like, it's not good, but I'm gonna keep watching for sure. Keep watching. So Star Star Slammer's not bad. This lands at number fourteen. Number fourteen for you. Yeah. Pretty high. I got it a little bit lower, but that's also because I did the bad thing. I didn't rewatch it. I got it at twenty seven. Hmm. And just think, RJ, I have a two and a half star movie at 14. I am realizing that. I'm realizing that. Maybe you didn't get uh, maybe you didn't get uh, out of Fred Olin May uh, the same experience that I did. <laughs> but we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, next. And we're now leaving 1986 on to 1987. Mm-hmm. Commando Squad. Yeah. Commando Squad. <laughs> Yeah. Who's the star of Commando Squad again, Jarrett? Kathy Shower and and Brian Thompson. See, when you had said Brian a, Thompson. A man of a thousand faces. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this guy is 
I, I, I didn't like the name. I was like, who the fuck is Brian Thompson? And then and, I was like, oh, we talked about him like two weeks ago. And Ross Hagen. And and we Ross Tamblin. Dr. Jacoby from Twin Peaks. They even got Tamblin in here? Tamblin's all, like, he's all over these Fred Olin Rays as well. And sometimes I'm always like, oh, this has got like a David Lynch vibe all of a sudden, like when he shows up. This may be less so. But the big the big dog shows up in this one. We got Sid Haig. We do. And I didn't realize he was there until uh, until afterwards. And um, Or you didn't say that Sid, Sid Haig was in this. And I saw him just pop up and I went, whoa, Sid Haig. Mm-hmm. Went, That's pretty cool. Can I just say that this movie doesn't live up to the poster? No, it doesn't. But in its defense, I think this movie actually has some... They they go for some effects here. There's cars getting uh, flipped over. There's cars getting exploded. I I was on board with uh, some of the stuff that happens here. It's not quite a commando squad. But mm-hmm. uh, I was like, I, I did like that uh, they were bazooka-ing helicopters. There was yeah. cars getting flipped. And uh, there at one point, there's a chick fight. And there's just a fat guy watching, kind of scratching his tummy. And he's just watching them fight each other. I think it's in a bar. Oh, damn. I'm just looking this up. I'm like, Michael Sonny, who's this chap? And I'm looking him up. I'm like, oh, yeah, he's particular looking. And he's in a whole bunch of movies I've seen. Like mm-hmm. Surf Nazis Must Die and mm. Nightmare Sisters mm-hmm. and Deathbed and... Yeah, yeah, it's in a few things and a bunch of Fritol and Rays. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this uh, I, I I don't mind Commando Squad. I I think Commando Squad's okay. Okay. Yeah. But what about Cyclone RJ from 1987? Holy I, 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 let me just add, Commando Squad is a hard twenty, right in the middle. I uh, I got it at twenty two. Okay. Yeah, but I again I I didn't mind Commando Squad. I thought it was fine. Yeah. Uh, could you? Uh, did you have a chance to read my review of a uh, cyclone? Uh, I probably did at the time, but um, I opened that up, and you wrote so good, I shit my fucking pants. Yes. Shant shit pants picks. It's the only one. <laughs> well, uh, it's the only time it's ever happened, Jared. And I noticed you give this a Jarrett Picks uh, tag. That's interesting. Well, you uh, you you talked it up before I watched. Did it. I though? I, I think this I, is, can you? Do you, I know exactly what you said to me before uh, I watched this? You said when you watch Cyclone, you're gonna shit your fucking pants. Yeah. And I said okay. So then I did watch Cyclone, mm-hmm. and it happened. And it happened. See, that's curious because I think it was more because uh, when I popped this on, I was like, oh shit, Wayun's in this. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I realize that, too. Um, and I even though uh, Jeffrey Combs isn't in it a lot, I, I appreciated that he was here. And I just like Cyclone in general. Like, so, so this begins the arc of, like, these guys with horny wives. Yeah. 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 In, and insatiable like, ladies. Yes. And going after dudes like Jeffrey uh, Combs. <laughs> or Combs, Combs. I don't know. Wayun going after dudes like Wayun. Yeah. Herbert and West. Really? Really? Uh, I liked Cyclone quite a bit. I have it in the number one spot. Jared, I, I, I did I did notice that. That seems high. It, it is pretty high, but to be honest, like I'd say the only the only things I think could beat a Cyclone would be potentially Witch Academy, Hollywood Chainsaw Hookers, Spirits. Those like the top five I think are all kind of at that number one spot, if that makes sense. 
Okay. I, I would I would put oh, all those least. top five at, at the one spot, and then everything else is comes afterwards. So okay. Uh, tell me well, about Cyclone. Well, yes, yeah, so my 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 review of Cyclone is yeah. So this is Cyclone. Jesus. <laughs> it's it's a pretty normal looking bike. Like there's nothing mm-hmm. that really there's nothing special about it when you see it. The ultimate team of woman and machine. Ooh. Rick has developed the ultimate motorcycle, the Cyclone. It is a $5 million bike equipped with rocket launchers and laser guns. Rick Beans is, meets his fate, and it is mm-hmm. up to his girlfriend, Terry, to keep the Cyclone from falling into the wrong hands. Terry can trust no one but herself. And uh, and Terry is played by Heather Thomas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I didn't recognize her from anything else, but I was like... I was like, this lady's a star. She's a she was in uh, Zapped. Zapped. Apparently, at some point, she, she's like a model lady. Yeah, it looked like it. Yeah, uh, she was good in here too. Like I thought she was pretty good. Yeah, she's she she does what she needs to for uh, yeah. for the role. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so we got the chick, and uh, she's a badass chick, Jared, because uh, you know she she works out. And she leaves the gym, Aww. and guys give her some shit, and uh, she really roughs yep. them up. Oh yeah. Oh, we got to mention here that uh, she had her acting career, uh, but she gave up in 1998. Following her acting career, Thomas wrote a screenplay called School Slut, and sold it to Excuse Touchstone me. Pictures for a figure reported as mid six figure. Touchstone did not make the film, however, and Thomas acquired the rights to produce it herself. I don't think that's happened, but was such a film ever cre- uh, ever made? No. Oh, that sounds awesome. Yeah. So one other thing that we should also mention is uh, Michelle Bauer is in this as well. Yes, and do you know and, and who else movie. is in this? Who? Your buddy, Martin Landau. Landau. That's right, Frank. Uh... No wait. What was Dracula's name again? Dracula. Yeah. You know Martin Landell, who we played in uh, Ed Wood? Yeah. Oh, I what Drac- see. What was Bela Dracula's? Lugosi? Bela Lugosi. Yeah. Hungarian guy. Do you know that? I heard that. I've heard. You've heard? Yeah. Yeah, I was surprised to see Martin Landau in this. I was like, really? Martin Landau? What are you doing in here? He, f- he plays a good. One thing I like about Cyclone Cherub is there's no bullshit. Because uh, – when a girlfriend gets rescued uh, by the lady cop, and lady cop is like, all right, listen, if any of you motherfuckers come through the doorway, I'm going to blast you. And then they leave, and dude is like, they're not going to shoot us. They're running away. Let's go get them. And the guy runs out in the hallway, and she blasts him. She kill- kills him dead, Jerb. And I go- went, oh, shit. She made good on her promise. She really did it. She really did it. Uh, so I thought that was pretty cool. I liked it. And uh, just in general, it's you know what though. If you want to watch like motorcycle movies or like mm-hmm. super super vehicles, watch the Wraith. I I mean I I do want to watch the Wraith. I thought the Wraith was about a car though, like a it's about, it's, but it's, but it's a super vehicle. Oh okay, uh, yeah. That's the only downside to Cyclone is I wish it had um, more scenes of the bike doing cool stuff because it doesn't really like yeah. it shoots some lasers at the very end. At the very end and. It's fine. Like I, w- I was there for it. I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm on board with these lasers. <laughs> I was there for it. <laughs> I was there for it. Uh, but I, I do wish it did some cooler stuff, if if yeah. you know what I mean. 
Um, so Cyclone for me, RJ, lands yeah. at number 11. Oh, that's a little bit back, a little bit back. Yeah. Well, they can't all be shit pants picks, if no. you know what I mean. But uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see where which academy lands. We'll see. For you. But uh, I, I do think my top five or six, uh, I think they could all be taken together. Okay. If that makes sense. Yeah. Next, Evil Spawn from 1987. Yeah. Which is a... Not single Fred. This is like three people worked on this. Fred Olin Ray, Ted Newsom, and Kenneth J. Hall. I didn't really realize that. If it was in the credits, I probably uh, missed it. But Yeah, uh, it's it's a compilation of things. Like someone got fired off of it, I think, and Fred might have finished it off because he was producing it. Something along those lines. Yeah. So okay. uh, tell me about Evil Spawn. Okay, so a tagline. Tonight, she will love again. And kill again. And not, I mean, yeah, she does. Microbes are brought back to Earth via a space probe from Venus. <laughs> a scientist is using them in experiments uh-huh. on aging, but dies before the work is finished. So his assistant approaches an aging actress who is being passed by for the lead roles, and she injects the serum, hoping to become young again. When the actress is still passed up for the plum rolls, the alien bacterium transforms her into a hideous bug-like alien, resulting in a predictable attrition problem amongst her detractors. <laughs> well, I mean, that not that just how it always goes, Jarrett? Story as old as time. Story as old as time. So did you recognize uh, Bobby Brezzy? Bobby Brezzy. Which one is Bobby she's, Brezzy? She's, she's the lead. Do I? I have no she, idea who she, this lady she, is. She was in Mausoleum. Oh, and Surf Nazis. Man, there's a lot of Surf Nazis cast in these things. Yeah, the, the, and the, Ghoulies. And Ghoulies. Ghoulies. I did not recognize her, but uh, okay. I did. I did like her. So she, yeah, she kind of was trying to get into the acting game because she was married to some rich guy, I believe. Fred. No. Michael Berryman. Well, he's, I mean, he could be very well off. Wow. Her, David uh, her IMDb entry refers to her as buxom and beautiful. <laughs> what does buxom mean, Garrett? Um, I don't know. She's got it going on in all the right places. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, oh, Jay, I think Jay Richardson is in this one. Yeah. So, this is where that, that guy that I was talking about, who's in a ton of these ones he's in this one too he's always playing like he's either he's either an actor or a producer or the bad guy jay richardson which is uh interesting hmm. hideous bug-like aliens so i gotta tell you Jared, evil spawn i have at a at seven on my list well frank brezzi was born in 1929 died in 2018 he's got he pro he co-produced Evil Spawn. Mm-hmm. There's no real information on this, but I do recall reading something about that this guy was like well off enough, and she was like, "I want it. I want an acting career." And she, and she was go, she, okay. she was a, she was a one time Playboy bunny. Ooh, I'm on board with that. Yeah. Uh, so Evil Spawn. I actually think is a pretty decent movie. Yeah, it's uh, kind of the, it's it's Wasp Woman. Yeah. Yeah. But but for the 1980 set, I think it's mm-hmm. better than the uh, 
Roger Corman remake thing mm-hmm. from like whatever it was with Rain Wilson. Oh, I didn't. I didn't watch that one, but I think yeah. you you did, or I tried to. You tried to, yeah. Uh, no, I, yeah. Like, so I know about Wasp Woman, but I haven't. I, I never watched the remake ones, but uh, I like this because you know you got an agent starlet. She's just trying to kind of bring it back. She's losing out on roles. She kind of wants to, you know, freshen things up a little bit, Jared. Freshen things up a little bit. And, and I, I think this is. I think this is the movie where John Carradine just dies. Maybe. Oh, maybe. Yeah. This one might be it. Uh, I do like in this one, like, uh, that um, the buildup of, uh, or like just the explanation of the monsters, where it's just like, it's an alien and uh, it'll make you young, but it'll turn you into a bug sometimes. And then they're like, all right, whatever. No big deal. When she goes to confront her manager who is uh, leading her on the whole time, Mm -hmm. and she's like, I'm going to lock the door and make you pay. And then she just turned turned into a giant bug monster like an anime. And at the end of it, you just go back to normal. Well, I mean, that is how it works, Jerry. You wouldn't wouldn't just stay the bug? You you can go back into your human form? Yeah. It's nonsense. Nonsense. You you alternate. I do like that this movie is very much like – it's like maybe – Maybe our worship of celebrity and youth and beauty is the real monster. You ever heard of the real monsters, Jarrett? Really makes you think. A lot of people have sex in this movie. Yeah, that that does happen in these yep. films. Uh, and you know what's going to happen more of? More more of that as yes. these films proceed. Did you? Uh, yeah, there's a good bit of that. Did you also get the uh, introduction from Fred uh, before this movie? Yes. Yeah. It's strangely like in your face, hey? Mm-hmm. Where he's just like, he's like, yeah, I'm a uh, Hollywood director. Uh, when I'm not living in one of my many mansions with my many pools, I'm hanging out with fabulous, beautiful women. And you're just like, man, this guy's really laying into it. Like, I, I think it's a little tongue in cheek. I, I mean, I realize that. But me, RJ, I take things seriously, Jerry. And I'm yes. just like, man, this guy's... This guy's really living large. Oh yeah, big big time. And there's he really tits. did it. Tits are all over the place on those on that intro. A little bit, yeah. a little bit, just a touch. Yeah, but uh, no, I I liked Evil Spawn. I thought it was actually pretty good. I like out of these movies, I was like, I like this story. It's uh, it's good. Mm. It's good I got stuff. this as I got this at number ten. Uh, so we're not too far off there. Yeah, not too far off. I liked it a little bit more than you. But it's uh, good, good. Yeah, um, okay. how about that Phantom Empire from 1988? Are you, yeah. Okay. When, when a man eating cave creature appears with a fortune in uncut diamonds around his neck, Dr. Chambers' daughter, Dina hires adventurers, CNC salvage to find the underground source of the gems accompanied by archeological intern, Andrew Paris, mineralogist, professor Strzok. And CNC scruffy owners Cord Eastman and Eddie Callchild, Dina's hopes of emerging from her famous father's shadow become as remote as getting out of the caves alive. I mean, that's a pretty remote chance, Jared. So we got know. Ross Hagen, Jeffrey Combs, uh, Susan Stokey, Sybil Danning, Michelle Bauer, Russ Tamblin, <gasps> Michael Sawney. <laughs> wow. Mike William it... Smith shows up in a ton of this stuff, too. Yes, he does. No. The gang's all here again. They're all here, and they're all in the California uh, 
Pass, wherever that fuck is. It's a, that's one thing. No matter what alien world you go to, be it Star Trek, Phantom Empire, you're always mm-hmm. in Southern California. They're always there. Conveniently. Yes. Uh, I would say that uh, out of all of the mo- well, not out of all of them, but Phantom Empire has it all. It sure. does have it all. It's got I think it all. It, but does it perhaps bite off more than it can chew? Uh, I mean, I, there is a point near like near the end, like 10 minutes where I think they're like trying to get away and then something weird happens and they it, like totally shifts. And I was just like, wait a minute. I was like, how did this happen? Like, but it's, it's one of those things where I think they didn't really know what to do. So they're like, eh, we're just going to stop it here. And then they, they're like, well, we'll dust yeah. our hands of this. Well, this, this is definitely a uh, Fred Olin Ray's uh, love letter to uh, 1930s serials yeah. and condensing it down into like, you know, a 90 minute movie and be like, yeah, whatever. Fuck it. Yeah, it's it's all there. You got scientists, Indiana Jones. Uh, you got the Mole Man. You got Bikini mm-hmm. uh, Cave Woman. Uh, Center of the Earth. Temporal Dispersions. Lost World Dinosaurs. Breasty Alien Women, Jarrett. Yeah, who are like dominatrixy. Yeah, she's a she's a serious chick too. You know what I mean? It's like Ilsa, she she wolf of the SS. That's oh, wow. That, that that's her. Yeah, it's her. Uh, I liked uh, I liked Phantom Empire. I have it at number ten. I have, it at, I have it at 18, okay. but it's it's a it's a good... I think that's probably my, be the bottom of the good movies. Yeah. It's... And again, it's not... Uh, it's not actually a great movie or anything like that, but no. uh, in... in we, we can't u- really use that register here for, uh, no. for what we do. But uh, in terms of all of these movies, I was just like, I like this. It's He's bringing in a little bit of all of the things he plays around with. And then later, eventually, he kind of focuses on one of those aspects like uh like later when he does dinosaur island that's kind of like part of this in a sense like but this one has it all dinosaurs yes the uh he likes his claymation dinosaurs who doesn't who doesn't i do but yeah i thought phantom empire was not bad i liked him not bad Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so this is like yeah his, his 1987 was the, the Commando Squad, Cyclone, Evil Spawn, 1988, Phantom Empire. Uh, he had, like, what is it, four movies in 88? He's just getting more and more movies out there, like Warlords. Like Warlords. Star, starring David Carradine. So you tell me about Warlords, because I, uh, and then I'll tell you about Warlords. So the synopsis here is, In a brutal radioactive future, fearless warrior... Dao is humanity's last hope against the warlord and his mutant hordes. With the gorgeous, deadly Danny and the strange ammo at his side, Dao makes desperate war on the fierce desert savages who threaten to overrun the world. Courage and resourcefulness on a heroic scale lead to a final bitter triumph in this epic action lead to a final bitter triumph in this epic action adventure in future tense. How many times did they say epic action adventure? Twice. That's but, a little but, too much. But this this this, this 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 is this has got a spelling error in it because they repeated it <laughs> twice. But you know. Well, it's kind of like saying warlords instead of warlords. Mm-hmm. Um. So I think this movie has a lot of good things. I like seeing da- uh, I like seeing Carradine drive around, smoking and drinking. I thought that was cool. I was like, I'm on board with this. Uh, but the mutants are also cool, but then at the same time, 
there is this one has i felt like a lot more extended scenes than uh, some of the <laughs> other ones where things very really, extended things really get drawn out on this one and i was just like oh yeah it's pretty i'm a fan of not mad max movies i'm a fan of post-apocalypses <laughs> i'm a fan of mutants roving ro- ro- roving mutants and eh, you know Fallout's pretty good Mm-hmm. Um, I like Sid Haig. Uh, yeah. But, I mean, yeah, once again, we got David Carradine, Don Wildsmith, Sid Haig, Ross Hagen, uh, Brink Stevens. Actually, I think this is the very first appearance of Brink Stevens, who we see a whole fucking lot of. Well, is it Brink or Brinky? I honestly don't know. I, 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 I In my head, I always went Brinky, but I don't it, know if it, that's it, right. It would, be, it would be Brink, I'm pretty sure. Brink? <clears throat> I'll take your word for Michelle it. Michelle yeah, Bauer. They're all, yeah, they're all here. Yeah, Brink Stevens, she's... Uh, she is here a lot. A watcher. A lot. A watcher. A lot. But yeah, this is uh, pretty forgettable it, stuff. Yeah. It is, unfortunately, just because uh, I think it's got good I good <laughs> intentions. But it seems like there's a lot of time in a lot of time intense people being kept captive. Yeah. The threat of rape is ever present in this one. There's also that one dude, like the uh, the leader of the mutants. That's this one, right? Where he's like, yes, he's like trying to get freaky, but he keep he keeps getting interrupted, and you're just like, like I don't really want them to come back to this. I don't think I need to see this guy get uh, down and dirty. I don't think. No, I got this at twenty nine. Where do I have? Uh, I got it at thirty, Jared. Wow, we're pretty good Number here. 30, so we're pretty close. All right. So, yeah, this was uh, kind of a letdown yeah. for de- desert action. Mutant but the action. next one. Hollywood Chainsaw Hookers. Mm-hmm. I mean, with a title like that, Jarrett, it's it's too big to fail. So this is got to be his most famous movie? I I agree. Yeah. No. Like the one that probably like, – it's got, like, so much appeal to it. Like, I remember this cover – it's mm-hmm. crazy looking. It probably for a mar- for a title, imagery, uh, mm-hmm. and it's weird because this is just like another uh, uh, H.G. Gore. Uh, what's his name? H.G. Lewis um, filmmaker who did mm-hmm. like the Blood Diner thing that got remade. This is like another one of these where it's, like a, se- it's a secret cult, pseudo Egyptian cult, blood cults, mm-hmm. people being killed grotesquely, but f- for the '80s set. Yes. Yeah, I was uh, when I had first watched this. I was surprised by the uh, the Egyptian spin on the end, where I was kind of like looking at it now. I was like, well, I think they just needed something, so they just kind of threw it in there to for whatever. But it's like, I think it, I think this would be a lot stronger movie if they didn't have that in there. Yes. But you do get like I think the intro to this movie is pretty great with uh, Michelle Bauer uh, with her John and uh, mm-hmm. getting the plastic out and mm-hmm. doing her dance and stuff. Uh, so I, I I think the intro to Hollywood Chainsaw Hookers is is pretty good. It lives up to the name, and then after that, I think it kind of kind of floats a little bit. I think I mean part of it is like it's got this uh, snarky film noir narration over it, mm-hmm. where there's a constant reminder that uh, whatever is like Jay Richardson, Jack mm-hmm. Chandler, Ooh. like Raymond Chandler, RJ. And he's, a, I see. he's a he's a private dick. And uh, he's on the case, and he he lets you know all the time that hey, th- you're watching a movie, 
Don't take it too seriously, you guys. When I run into the leader of the Chainsaw Cult, played by Gunnar Hansen, Leatherface himself. Whoa. And uh, how did you feel about that? I thought, that's pretty cool. That's smart. That's yeah. actually, that's like pretty smart for uh, Hollywood Chainsaw Hookers. It was. And like, that's the thing about Fred. I feel like he's he's paying homage, homage, some would say, uh, to certain things that he likes. And uh, hey, it's nice of him to include people like, like Gunner. Because mm-hmm. no one else was. Well, I mean, not no one, but you know what I mean. Like... There was I don't think there was a ton of people knocking on his door to uh come and hang out with him and be in their movies. What like Replicator? Chainsaw Sally? Well. Well. But yeah, I th- I think Hollywood Chainsaw Hookers is pretty good and I I believe it was maybe the first Fred movie I watched like I th- probably in the grand scheme of things cuz it is the most it's his most popular I think for mm-hmm. sure. It's all in that name. RJ, I got this at number three. Jarrett, I have this at number three also. What? That is neat. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, well, it's like I said, I just updated my list. You sound so so soft on it, though. You don't sound very enthusiastic and talking about it. Yeah, you see it drifts. It kind of floats off. Uh, A little. I think it does a little bit, but it's, it's... I do think it's just the Egyptian stuff. It drifts a little bit for me. I do like everything else around it i do like the pi stuff and Mm -hmm. uh it's like i said i really like the intro i think the intro is awesome like i think Mm -hmm. it really sets uh the stage i don't know if i told you but uh or i don't know if i mentioned it before but uh, i originally tried watching this with andrea like uh like during a an october or something and i was like i think you'll like this one it's called hollywood chainsaw hookers and we watched like five minutes she's like i'm leaving not that there's anything like there's it's not like hardcore porn or anything like that she was just like She's like, nah. But She's this like, is also, again, uh, the beginnings of uh, Fred's uh, pr- pursuit into softcore. It's, yeah. It's, but it's, the sex the sex started. here is with a purpose, as the people are sex yeah, workers. Exactly. So it's, it's kosher. Kosher. In a sense. Yeah. Good. Tell me about one of the worst soundtracks you've ever heard. Deep Space from 1988. It's like oh. Deep, Deep Space 8. Where is Deep Space 8? Where are the other Deep Spaces? They're out there. I think Deep Space 3 or 5 get brought up in Next Generation. They do bring them up once in a while, but like... Yeah. I mean, they're, oh, doing, they're, 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 they're having their own adventures. But that's Ooh. that's for the Criterion podcast, where we talk yes. about Star Trek. So Deep yep. Space, they created a monster over lunch. Now it's back for dinner. Secretly engineered and blasted into space by government scientists... A vile monster crash lands back on Earth and begins killing everyone it encounters. As the death toll rises, veteran cop Mick Lamore barely steps forward to, or <laughs> barely steps forward to crush the scary creature. So we got we got my man Charles Napier, one of my mm-hmm. one of my one of my favorite dudes. He shows up in this. We got Ann Turkle. We got Bo Svensson as the as the crusty cop captain who doesn't uh, like Bo Svensson we got Julie Newmar mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. come on which Fox, is pretty cool Fox Harris is always in these Don Wildsmith Susan Stokey mm-hmm. uh, okay. Bob Ivy Fred Olin For- Ray somewhere in there Workman 2 you don't remember his top-notch performance as Workman 2 I don't oh okay interesting interesting so he, yeah so here's my uh, thing with Deep Space yeah, yeah. so okay go on 
Uh, I think Deep Space is a pretty good uh, Mm -hmm. alien transplant where it's alien but on Earth. And I uh, I think they do a lot of things right. But I was really bothered by <laughs> the uh, like the Wee! yeah the, re- the repeating ee, ee, yeah ee, it's awesome ee, over and over and over and over uh, so it that really it just really angered me Jared a lot uh, but uh, I think up to that it's not a bad little alien ripoff. I got this RJ at number two. Holy shit. That's pretty substantial. <laughs> I, I really enjoyed this. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Yeah. I, I mean, yes, the, the score is like ridiculous at the end. Yeah. Um, but yeah, everything comes to comes, it comes together pretty decently. This is not good. It's not a good movie, but I think it's the one I've enjoyed the most of the That's whole good. package. Cause Hollywood chainsaw hookers, as you mentioned, has got the stupid Egyptian stuff. Yeah. Um, but that you're everything at the warehouse at the end of that movie is kind of like what? Yeah. I don't need this. This is it's it's a kind of dumb comedy stuff. But the movie is a dumb, kind of a dumb comedy. Yeah. Uh, D Space is, I think Fred really shooting, uh, and it's probably the I think it's his best movie of the eighties. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, it's yeah. he's going for it, man. And like yeah. that's that's the thing. Like I um, I I do I do think it is uh it's a good little rip off of Alien, and I I think they did it right where it's. It's not like on a spaceship like uh, some of the other alien rips. Like they they transplant it a little bit, and it's a little. Um, they have a little bit more room to play with it uh, in that sense. And I don't know if I have any other notes about it. I thought it was uh, like a decent, a decent movie. I I just I hated the uh, that the screeching score that just repeats over and over again. It really. Uh, I was just sit- I think I was sitting here by myself at like eleven at night, and it was just, eh, eh, <laughs> yep. eh. and I was like, I fucking hate well, this. Well, it's the it's the very end it gets out of hand. It, it's at every, the end because every time yeah. the alien attacks, yeah. So I have it at twenty one. What? Uh, yeah, and uh, it's because of that. So we we were a little bit different there, Jared. But I I, I will give you I I do think it, it's a it's a decent movie on a whole as a whole as a whole, but. So that that's what I mean. We're we're a little bit different, but I actually I I do like uh the, my top fifteen. I actually I enjoy all of them. Where it's like I would watch these movies again potentially mm-hmm. one day. So like, uh, but but not. But no, I would never. But like if someone if someone was like, hey, should I watch one of these? I'd be like, yeah, sure, throw that shit on, go for it. That's what, that's what it's all about. What about Terminal Force, RJ? With this sweet ass poster. Okay, I'm gonna blow your mind. You're gonna be mad at me. I have Terminal Force at 16. <laughs> That's fine because the poster's awesome. The poster is awesome. Yeah. When words just get in the way. <laughs> Renegade cop Nick Tyree gets suspended after blowing away a liquor store robber who trusts his alcohol purchase. His hot-headed chief wants him back when the young daughter of a key witness against mob boss Johnny Ventura is kidnapped because Tyree, uh, Tyree's law pushing ways are the only solution. So this is Richard Harrison, uh, who mm-hmm. I don't know if you're familiar with. He's one of those guys that showed up in a lot of uh, Italian movies. Oh, what what kind of role did he have in the Italian movies? Well, let's pull it up here. Uh, this is the one and only 
Richard Harrison film I have seen. Uh, I've watched five, but he was in Vengeance. Uh, I'm not sure about Ninja the Protector, if that's uh, it sounds Italian cool. or not. Mad Dog, maybe. Uh, oh, of course, he's in Empire of the Dark. Of course he is. Blood Debts. He shows up in the Eurocrime documentary. He's in Ninja Terminator. Uh, Man, just listen to all these ninja films. Ninja, ninja ninjas, ninjas. Diamond Ninja, ninja Terminator. Ninja, ninja the Protector. Yeah, Ninja, ninja Champion. Ninja Champion, Ninja Squad. This, this, oh, look at Rescue Force. Look ninja at that Dragon, poster. Black that's, ninja. That's Rescue badass. Force has a cool poster. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't get it. I don't get this uh this Richard guy? Her- I don't get it. I don't I'm not I don't someone's has to going to have to explain this one to me. So, he is like he's the hero. He's the yes. he, He's the big, you know, piece of shit. Mm-hmm. Oh, look, Jay Richardson. Oh, Cleve Hall. All yeah. our all our friends are back once and more. See, this is the one I think I got. Uh, or no, it's in the next one that I got that screenshot of Jay Richardson. He's the guy who looks like Bill Romanowski to me, mm. I think. But... Yeah, so this movie has mm-hmm. one thing going for it. What's that? And that is the character of Leonard. Leonard's a pretty uh, pretty rad dude. His <laughs> so, that bow so, tie. So Leonard, uh, I'm trying to remember the name of the guy who's actually playing Leonard. Oh, I'll find oh, it. Cleve, Cleve Hall. So he's a makeup Hall. guy. He's a makeup guy. Yes, he is. And he's he dead. Had a TV show. He died. Nope. Oh, I didn't know that. He. Uh, I actually watched his show. Uh, it was like a special effects show with Cleve Hall, and uh, I remember it wasn't bad. He he's a pretty interesting dude. But, but here's Leonard. He's a man. He's rocking the T-shirt, trench yes. coat, bolo tie on the T-shirt. Yes. And and he's a and he's a creep. Oh yeah, he's creeping pretty good. I also like. Uh, it's not just that he's a creep, but he's also uh, the way he talks. He's like, man, it's lucky you ran into me today. I'm gonna really treat you right. I'm really gonna tell you the way things are, and it, it just he encapsulates pretty much. Uh, everything that i think our current society's males are uh encountering nowadays okay if you know what i mean jared mm. if you know what i mean jared oh, a creep he's just a creep that's the, yeah, that's he's the word creep. for it yeah is there uh, another I, word with an i don't i don't remember fucking much about terminal force i think there's like i think it's the jay johnson guy who shows up and he's wearing like quite the pair of ball huggers on him and he's oh, yeah. like kind of like bending over and like confronting people face to face. And you're just like, Oh, do you yeah. put some proper pants on? Cause it, does this movie end with like the, it's like in a suburban home and he's hauling in, uh, the bad guy and the bad guy's like, Oh, you're going to have to kill me if you want to take me in. <laughs> and he does. Yeah. 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 No, ter- that's terminal force. So it's, it's the cop who, uh, you're introduced to him in the liquor store and he, uh, he blows that dude away, and they're like, you can't just do that. And he's like, he was robbing the place. What you want me to do, not be a cop? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, a daughter or a girl gets kidnapped, so he has to uh, – they're like, hey, listen, you're suspended. You're the perfect guy to go after this. He's like, I'll go after it. Yeah. So he goes after, tries to find him. He runs with around with all these dudes like Cleve Hall. Uh, and then uh, – yeah, eventually it just kind of gets to that point where there's like a shootout at the house, and then he goes in, and yeah, the Bill uh, Jay Richardson guy, he's just like, he's like, you want to take me, and you got to kill me. And he's like, all right, and he just uh, kills him. I'm Richard Harrison. And you're like, that's not, cool. Not Richard Harris. 
Yeah. This kind of reminded me of uh, that book I read about the Vietnam vet who was hunting vampires. So that's why I was like, this movie could have used a vampire. Like, I feel like Cleve Hall's character, if he was just a vampire, they wouldn't have even had to explain it. He could have he could have just been a vampire. Right. I think. I would have been. I would yeah, have been, okay been way, way cooler <laughs> if he was just a vampire. And, yeah. And that was it. Yeah. I would have liked that. Yeah, Thermal Force isn't bad. It's, it's yeah. Where do I even it's have not... it on my list? I kind of bumped it. Around. I've been moving around some stuff, so maybe yeah. the numbers won't match up if you're keeping track. But I've already made it public for someone who wants to really know. Oh. But RJ, you you won't be surprised, right? Yeah, I'm not gonna look. Nineteen. Oh yeah, so we're not too far off. Yep, not too far off. Nice. It's all because of Leonard. It's all um, yeah. He's a cool dude. Closing out 1980s. Okay. Oh, Ray. Uh, we got Beverly Hills Vamp. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah, we do. Oh. Tell me about Beverly Hills Vamp, Jarrett. Well, tell we me about two, your favorite two, actor. Two, two taglines, a comedy with a bite, and no sex is safe tonight. Kyle, Brock, and Russell are three aspiring filmmakers new in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. They phone up an escort ad and take a trip to a Beverly Hills mansion, but unfortunately for them, the call girls turn out to be fiendish vixens of the undead. Yeah, they do. They sure did. They sure did, Jared. Yeah, so this was my introduction to Eddie Deason. <laughs> and what did you think of uh, oh, Mr. Deason? This shit sucks, RJ. I, I like this, this I, movie. I fucking hate this thing. Fuck. What do I have? I have that? it at number. Oh, I'm, eight. I have it thirty nine. Okay. Yeah. Is it just because of Eddie Deason? No, it's just like this is not funny stuff. This sucked. Yeah. This is brutal. It's like these three guys are all rapists. Um, this is oh like God. Yeah. This, this these they're gross dudes. Uh, everything about this is like what I don't like in sure. kind of these dude comedies. I don't think anything of it's inspired. Um, mm-hmm. It's just like pointlessly like extended. We're like, oh, they're vampires, but now they're not in the house. Gotta do the fake out for the police call. And you're like, you're wasting my time, kid. And I'm just like, I don't need any of this. I don't need any of it. Maybe you do need some of it, Trevor. Maybe um, I, I, I don't. I don't need Tom Shell, Tim Conway Jr. So the part, some of the parts that I liked about Beverly Hills Vamp is. Uh, Mostly, I, I really like the introduction with the the weather lady talking about uh, raining blood on Los Angeles because the vampires are coming. And then I like the guy who is like opening the movie and narrating. And uh, he's just like he's just talking and he's just like you're, he's he's talking to the audience. He's like, you're a real piece of shit for watching this movie. You know that? He's like, yeah, I'm talking to you, chump. I was like, I like this guy. He's fun. I also thought this movie had a good uh, harmonica. Yeah. yeah. So the that's biggest problem. So the problem with this, is, of course, up to this point, Fred Olin Ray has not done a comedy, and this is yeah. a this would be like a horror comedy, okay. which is something I don't like very much. I don't. I, don't. I know. So this this was not not going to be a good time, but but you it's, know what? It's but it's going to get worse. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. maybe when you see our friend again. Yeah, maybe. 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 So 1990. Mm-hmm. The year you were born, RJ. Allegedly. 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 Maybe you were in, you were conceived while your parents watched Beverly Hills Vamp, for all we know. Could have been. I don't know. It's a quality <laughs> film, so. They all got horned up. They're like, 
said, baby, let's have another one. Oh, my God. Alienator. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Tell me about Alienator, Jared. Man, I don't even know what to think about this thing. Uh, an android hunter from outer space is Uh-oh. about to create hell on Earth. Mm-hmm. Cole is an evil guy about to be executed on a distant spaceship. <laughs> He manages to escape on a shuttle and make his way to some woods in America. The commander of the spaceship decides to send out the alienator to execute Cole at all costs. Cole meets up with some teens and Ward Armstrong and and together they all try not to get killed by the pursuing woman of death, the alienator. Fucking right. Yeah. Goddamn right, Jerry. So what do we got here? We got uh, Jan Michael Vincent, Jan Michael Vincent as commander. Sure. Uh, John Philip Law as Ward Armstrong. Uh, mm-hmm. we, we have Tegan Clive, bodybuilder. She's the alienator. Mm-hmm. PJ Souls. We all know PJ Souls, right? Who doesn't? We yeah. All, we all seen that Halloween, right? Is she from... Or is... That per- that person from Halloween? I think so. Yeah, I think she, that's in Carrie. Owen, oh, uh, Devil's Rejects. Apparently, yeah. Of course she is. Of course, of course. And all your all your favorites. They're all they're all back because it's Fred Olin Ray. So yeah, this was a movie that mm-hmm. I've it's been on my radar for a while because this cover jumps out at you. Oh yeah, yeah. This cover sends a message real fast. It's you, like an but, evil guy. But you don't really quite know what's going on because you're just like, who's this like me- hair metal guy with tits? Well, you don't, I don't. I never really noticed that those were tits until I was watching the movie, and then I went, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, <laughs> and it now, does look like a hair metal guy. Yeah, that's some big hair on a dude, and this dude looks mm. jacked. But it turns out that dude is a woman. She's a bodybuilder that- lady. That dude is a woman. Dude. Dude looks like a lady. Mm. Is that what you're going for? So, uh, this movie's got a second tagline, too, here. In deep space, the deadliest animal is still woman. I like that. I like that. See, they, Fred just knew what he was doing. He just knew people like to have fun talking about my wife and, you know, women. Am I right? Well, you know, RJ, all I really have to say about this is I wish it were better. I mean, I thought Alienator was not bad. It, it does, like, again, like many of these movies, I think it has a great idea. Like, an alien bounty hunter going to a cabin in the woods where people are secluded sounds awesome. Does it land as well as as you'd want? Not quite. But I, I do. I, I think Alienator is pretty, like, pretty rad. I, I like Alienator. You got a badass chick. She's just blasting dudes, vaporizing shit, blowing shit and, up. And I was like, like, yeah. there's the thing with like the re- the calibrating of the voice modulator or whatever to speak English. Yeah, that's cool too. Yeah, yeah. it's allegedly cool. I, uh, like I, I got this at 26 on my list. Oh, I kind of I did some shuffling and I, I it is now number eight for me. Wow. I liked Alienator. I thought it was fun. Hmm. I I also I think this is the start of. Uh, what I've come to know now is that um, Fred Olin Ray is the absolute master of disjunctive uh, credits. Uh, mm-hmm. So the opening credits hit at 13 minutes in this one. But 
he also does a thing and it's more noticeable later but uh he does this thing where it's like he'll show you a couple credits and then it'll cut to the movie for like 30 seconds and then the credits will come back and then it'll cut to the movie and then cut to the credits and it just goes back and forth and back and forth and back and forth Jared. Mm. he's just the master of that he does it all the time hmm. he's the master of something yeah for sure yeah uh, I think there's a cool idea, and uh, I do know what you mean. Where it's like, you wish it was better. I mean, that's that's kind of the theme of the month. I wish it was a little better, but uh, I think Alienator is decent for what it is. If you're if you're looking for that kind of thing, <laughs> is anybody looking for that kind of thing? We well, we watched it. So well, I I mean, because you have to watch Fredo and Ray in order. You got to watch everything. I mean, do we? Well, I I basically got to a uh, up till. When did I stop? Star Hunter. Star Hunter. And then it's then my interest is like, oh, more of these movies, more of these erotic thrillers with no so, with no money. Yeah. Yeah. And and then his new guy, the, the porn guy. Who, yes. Uh, we'll get to when we get there. Yeah. Not a fan of the porn guy. Uh, is that Tim Abel? T- Tim Abel, who is in a Mel Gibson movie, apparently. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's he, he gets down, don't he? So he anyway. We'll, we'll get there. Yeah. Haunting Fear from 1990. Yes. Mm-hmm. Dying isn't the worst thing that can happen. Brink Stevens, Jan Michael Vincent, Jay Richardson, Karen Black, Robert Quarry, Michael Berryman. Whoa. They're all there again. A woman again. is plagued by dreams of being buried alive while her adulterous husband, steeped in gambling debts, Hatches a scheme to drive her mad and murder her to acquire her fortune. So you, you all know about Edgar Allan Poe. I've heard. I've heard. So he, th- th- uh... this this is like a total callback to uh, Roger Corman movies, essentially. Yeah, like, it is. Because it's like, oh, I'm like, it's this again. It's the un- yeah, it's the burial stuff, Telltale Heart type mm-hmm. stuff. Yep. So this yeah. is like, I feel like Fred is trying to do. Like a straight movie, yes. Is it, is, is, he's trying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it. I think for the most part, it plays out like that. Like it is played pretty straight. Um, for better or worse, like I, I do think this thing drags a little bit, but uh, I actually liked Haunting Fear. I, I thought it had some, some cool stuff in there too. It, it's a bit, it's a bit heavy on the fake outs also. Mm-hmm. Like there's there's a bit too much but like that first fake out where uh like she's if it hadn't if it hadn't cut like faked out if it just had been like she was dead but couldn't move i was like that would have been a pretty cool movie just on its own they should just did that and then she becomes a possessed thing she does become a possessive thing um which i was i was on board with Mm. Uh, i actually i liked haunting fear i thought it was good like not bad in, in terms, like in terms of relative of, of for, yeah, yeah, yeah it, it's all relative. But uh, yeah. in, in that sense, I was like, yeah, hunting fear is not bad. And I was like, I think that he's got cool ideas here, but I think he doesn't he doesn't quite know how to do things in a certain sense. So I thought hunting fear was okay. You know what's got some ideas. Your favorite movie of the the month? Mob Boss from 1990. Can I guess? Is this last on your list, Jared? That would be correct, RJ. Yeah. Oh, I should I, say uh, I ha- Haunting Fear, 17. Oh, I got it at 6. Yeah. I thought it was pretty good. Yeah. 
Uh, mob boss is not good. Not the, quite. The last thing a dying mobster needs is a son who thinks money laundering needs detergent. <laughs> this movie's got William Hickey. Yeah. Um, and it's got Morgan Fairchild. Uh, yeah, it does, which is... Don Stroud, who's cool. Bizarre. Brink Stevens. Dick Miller. Um, yeah. Nick Marino. Which one's Nick Marino? You know Nick. Big Nick. Jay Richardson. He's back. Oh, gotcha. Jazz A. Jazz A's in it. Tegan Clive. She she tosses, uh, I think she tosses Eddie. Yeah, and Eddie Deason. Eddie Deason's back, baby. Doing the the D's. Doing the D's. In a lead role, no less. Well, he was the lead in the other movie, too. Oh, yeah, that's true, actually. Garbage. Fuck. (laughs) Fuck this shit. I hate it. I'm glad there's only fucking two of them. Yeah. This uh, is uh this one's pretty bad. It's off. It's such shit. It, it looks like shit. It it's not funny ever. There's like this opening too. It's like just I don't know. Like I feel like Fred Olin Ray's not that bad of a director where he doesn't he wouldn't know how to do comedy whatsoever where uh when like William Hickey sits down with the other mob bosses but they're like making these jokes where it's like uh you know the the other dons like Don McDougal mm-hmm. Don Yamamoto. I'm like, ah, I get it. They're not Italian. But it's like, but it's played so non, like, so straight. It's beyond, like, it's, it couldn't be read as comedy. You're like, is that, like, that's the joke, right? I, I, I guess. I think that's what he was going for. Oh, it is. But it's just like, yeah, it does not work. It's so, no. it, it, there's no music. There's no, like, it doesn't look like a comedy. It doesn't sound like one. It just, the material is like, handled so bad like oh this is yeah wretched stuff and i am pretty sure that i will never have to see a anything involving eddie deason again because i will i don't need to watch grease i won't i mm. don't need to see the polar express i don't need to see war games um this you've never seen war games nope okay what about critters 2 though i don't need to see critters 2 critters what about 1980 uh 1941 directed by steven spielberg oh good i definitely don't need to see that uh laser laser blast i would watch laser blast i think i've seen laser blast that's pretty decent zap's got oh no i haven't zap's got one of those cool 80s covers surf 2 the whoopie brothers or sorry the whoopie boys what about silence of the hams oh can I tell you something? Do you you want to know how many Eddie Deason movies I've seen? How many? Eight. Oh. Eight. There... I've seen a lot of... Well, I mean, Rock-A-Doodle, the uh, Elvis Rooster movie. Mm. I don't know what Eddie Deason was. It's an animated... He was probably just some random character in there. That's a pretty sick movie. But also uh, Spy Hard, the Leslie Nielsen movie, Jarrett. That's a... Uh, you might watch that one day. Nope. You don't want to watch uh, Spy Hard? No, I'm good. But it's directed by Rick Friedberg. Oh, man. Yeah, I, I wasn't going to watch this, him. but then uh, Sam Sanchez demanded it. Uh, Mob Boss? Yeah. Did he actually? Well, he said, I want to hear what you guys think about Eddie Deason. And I noticed that he's given these a uh, one star, one and a half star. Yeah. So that's yeah, good. Mob Boss is pretty bad. Yeah. Like, I may or may so- not have stopped watching it not that far in, but that's fine because oh. it's g- complete garbage. Well, you missed at the end uh, the uh, break in the fourth wall, Jerry, when Eddie Deason comes out and says, "You still here? Get out of here, that, you that, bum!" That is that, that that is something that happens a lot in these movies: is fourth wall breaking. 
Mm-hmm. Looking Char- at the camera. Yeah, oh, characters oh, oh. just turn and go, huh? Yeah, this uh yeah, this movie sucks ass, man. Mm-hmm. It's crazy that Morgan Fairchild is in this. It's is like, it, why? Is this the movie at the bottom of your list? Uh, you know what? I don't know, like, because Air Rage is pretty bad, but Mob Boss is Mob Boss might be worse. <laughs> yeah, Air like, I don't know. I did a bad thing. I started with Air Rage, which I shouldn't have, but uh, yeah, Mob Boss is pretty fucking bad, dude. Mm-hmm. Unlike its uh, follow up spirits yeah from 1990 1990 is a hell of a year yeah it is it definitely is we're up to five movies in one year yeah man fuck he was busy so i mean this is this is total rg material a priest oh yeah trying to regain his standing in the church after falling and sleeping with a woman teams with Uh a group of esp experts to investigate a haunted house it doesn't help that one of the experts is a beautiful young woman. Ooh. This stars Eric Estrada. And I, I think, like, so he's from Chips? Yeah, do you not know Eric Estrada? Well, I do, but he's not a good actor, right? Like, he's really no. he's really bad. He, he was, even on Chips, he was just there for his hair, I think. So there's the one movie I've seen with him in it that's actually pretty cool. It's called Light Blast. That sounds cool. Um, that one's like not bad, but he's definitely like uh, the weakest link. He is, and it's unfortunate too because like I feel like they got him to have some kind of like face recognition, face value, but yeah. he is definitely the low point on this, which is too bad because uh, um, I think the rest of Spirits is pretty good, man. I like Spirits. I think it's good. It's good stuff. We got Michelle Bauer as uh, Sister Mary. We got Brink Stevens in there doing her thing. Mm-hmm. This is a uh, this is some Catholic guilt uh, exorcism for you. I also thought yep. it was kind of like a Amityville horror, yeah, a little bit because you have like like the possession stuff within the houses and and all that. I think what else did I say? Oh, I think the basement in this is the same basement as Evil Tunes, but I can't confirm that. But I think it's the same one. Yeah, so this one's got some good possessions. Yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, it gets very. The uh, nail scene is uh, I actually thought was pretty well done. Well, is this the one with the lich at the end, like the, uh, the skeleton man? Does that happen at the end maybe, of this one? Maybe. Okay. I, I don't know. Because this was also like I don't know for some reason I was gonna like to not watch these two, but then I was like, oh, I got I'm doing it all, so fuck it. Yeah, this one's got this, it's got a really cool lich at the end. That like it's like it's, it's like the necromancer in the basement in the well. Right. Yeah, that was that thing. That costume yeah. was pretty wicked. Um, but yeah, so mm-hmm. I mean, I still like don't rank these movies particularly high because it's horror movies, and it's sure. like they're not great and they're worse than his like Biohazard. So I have Spirits sure. sixteen. Just, I got ju- Spirits. What? Just ahead of Haunting Fear. Oh, okay. Uh, so I have it just ahead of Haunting Fear two at number five. Wow. But this is as you pointed out. This is very uh in my wheelhouse yes it's very niche for me but oh. uh yeah i like spirits i thought it was good yeah. except for eric estrada well i think like 1990 is like a, a very good year yeah. other than uh mob boss well we had uh alienator haunting fear spirits and bad girls from, from and mars. bad girls from mars mm-hmm. and you Which thought earth girls were easy Ooh. never you've seen that movie uh, I have seen Nurse Girls Are Easy. Wait, like when I was a little kid. 
someone is killing off the female leads of the movie production bad girls from mars see they 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 swerved you you thought this movie was gonna be a sci-fi but it's actually a meta film this is very meta and uh i just to read my review here a movie about making movies that are essentially porn which is in (laughs) itself a movie that is essentially porn which is just vintage fred olin ray i i believe yeah. The producers feel they should try to finish the film, even though they're making a lucrative amount from insurance payoffs, because, yeah, uh, it's like some this is Spinal Tap action where the lead actresses just keep dying. Yep. So they fly in European sex bomb Emmanuel as the new lead. Ooh. Emmanuel immediately begins embarrassing the producers by leading a wild party life around town. Meanwhile, the killings continue, and detectives try to stop the fiend responsible. So this movie's, like, dumb. dumb yeah. It's dumb as shit. Uh, yeah. Eddie Williams is just basically falling out of her clothes for, like, an hour. An hour. Yeah. Yeah. She's just, like, always, yeah, this movie's very horny. Mm-hmm. Um, and this, this is, like, kind of the beginning of the horny era, I think, officially. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> because, Yeah. <laughs> Especially the next movie, good lord! Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I like. I, I where do I have this? I have this actually. Uh, Thirteen. It's pretty good. Yeah, this it's is somewhere, not too bad. It's up there with Cyclone Scalps, Star Slammer. So yeah. I, I like this more than Spirits and Haunting Fear because um, mm-hmm. it's like it kind of it's doing the dumb comedy right as opposed yeah. like with like not as well as say Hollywood Chainsaw Hookers, but I yeah. don't know. It was uh, very Hollywoody. Um, mm-hmm. Fred Olin Ray making jokes, working out yep. his working out his issues, I guess. Uh, working out thoughts he's had. He's um, working out something. Yeah, and getting getting those ladies who are like constantly like horned up. They were what? Sorry, horned up. Yes, they were. They were definitely horned up. Yeah, I think I think Bad Girls from Mars is a. Uh, it's a. Uh, it's exactly what it is trying to be, which I appreciate. It also has some pretty killer lines like uh, no room on Mars for limp dicks. Uh, and then right before she tried to blow my dick off. So uh, some pretty killer lines. Yeah. And then uh, Jay Richardson is watching himself on terminal in terminal force on TV. Yes. Which is a, a pretty, one pretty of these, good touch. One of these movies. And I, I'm not sure if it was evil spawn, but Dick Miller, uh, yeah. he's watching himself on TV too. In one of these movies, cause he's watching, he's uh, watching little bucket shop of horrors. Oh yeah. Sorry. Not little shop. Yeah. Bucket of blood. And he's, yeah. he's sitting there grousing about it. It's uh, in, um, it's in, uh, or is that, it's, the, what's the it's in the one where the girls are cleaning the house. Evil tunes. Oh, it hasn't happened yet. Okay, that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, it hasn't ha- It's in Evil Tunes. He's Evil wa- Tunes. Yeah, he's watching right. Bucket the, of Blood. Right, because they're cleaning up the house, and he dropped yeah. them off. And they call him, and he's like, I'm watching TV here. He's smoking his cigar. For a very long time. An extended yeah. scene. Well, the fo- yeah, extended scene. The phone rings, I think, seven times mm-hmm. before he answers yeah, it. One, one and- of your favorite things. But see, now that I've mentioned it to you, does it bother you as well? Or no. yeah, it, it just makes me think of you. It's so annoying because it's so much louder than the rest of the audio. It's just, it's <sighs> mm. gross. But yeah, th- uh, this is uh, not bad. Not too bad. What are we talking about right now? Well, f- we're just finishing talking about Bad Girls from Mars. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Not too bad. 
Not too bad. I like Bad Girls from Mars. Uh, like um, how about Scream Queen Hot Tub Party? Well, Jared, it's all about soaping your breasts. And if you can't be soaping your breasts under the water, which is almost effectiveless, uh, you should soap your butt, as uh, told by Brinky Stevens. Um, yes, this is a clip show. <laughs> yes, it is. Uh, five of Hollywood's leading Scream Queens. That's a... <laughs> That's these are the ones that work for Fred. Um, yep. Get together in a creepy mansion and decide to get in the hot tub, as true scream queens would. They talk in the tub and exchange secrets on the do's and don'ts of being a scream queen. I mean, this is a perfect movie for the long butt fan. Oh, if you're a long butt guy, this is where you're gonna be. Brink Stevens, Michelle Bauer, Kelly Marooney, Monique Gabrielle. Roxanne Kernohan and and apparently uh, I don't yeah oh yeah Fred Olin Ray and Jim Wynorski because this is at one of their houses I believe so there's oh, a very cool. there, there's a very helpful review on Letterboxd that explains uh, the commentary track review for this a lark okay. that Fred Olin Ray and Jim Wynorski shot in a single day the thing is only 45 minutes long and is simply an excuse to see five ladies naked in between clips of them, mostly nude, in other movies. You learn on the commentary that it was all shot in Fred's house, that he and Jim were the only crew as they were shooting on high video, and that Stephanie Rothman, director of The Velvet Vampire, was Fred's neighbor and watched them shoot over her fence. Fred hmm. muses she probably thought it was a porno. At one point during a clip of uh, film, Wynorski directed, Fred makes fun of Jim for not being attentive to set dressing. That really says it all, doesn't it? Yeah. It really says it all. Uh, I didn't realize all that stuff. I didn't read that review, but that's cool. Yeah. Um, and uh, I was looking forward to, to this for a long time. I knew it was a clip show. Uh, I didn't think it would be as much of a clip show as it was. Um, and the only the only real problem I have with this is that uh, it was showing scenes from Evil Tunes, which hasn't happened yet in our chronological order. So I was getting scenes from Evil Tunes, and I was like, "Wait a minute, that movie came out uh, a year later than Ho Scream Queen Hot Tub mm -hmm. Party." I was like, "How is that possible?" And I said, "That's oh, well. Hollywood for you, buddy. <laughs> That's the business movie magic." That's showbiz. Well, RJ, they had to. You had to wait for them to animate everything. Oh uh, well, no, they showed the anime, <laughs> uh, animated stuff. Well, well too. just remember all the animation they have to do. All the animation in Evil Tunes. Uh yeah, that uh, fifteen seconds of it. <laughs> yeah. And the man was it evil? Oh man, evil. it was sick. Yeah, this thing's a good advertisement for the Yellow Pages, though. Like, uh, they really, uh, they like, I think they call like two or three numbers from the yellow pages in this thing. I was like, man, that's a, it's the most play the yellow pages has had in a long time. Yeah. But, uh, uh I yeah, got, no, I, I got this. I'm, at, on, I'm okay with this. I got this at 37. I got this I got below, it at 18. I got this below brain leeches because it's just like, this is a waste of time because it's a sure. clip show and you're like, this isn't a movie. This is, I don't need this at all. It's not, I don't know. I get, I was just like, done <laughs> like i like i don't yeah. there's no new content to it um i, I can i can yeah this isn't yeah. this isn't cinema rj this I, isn't kino <laughs> i wish it was more than it was if that makes sense right so what are you gonna do what are you gonna do well you're going to watch wizards of the demon sword oh yeah that is a movie so uh, this was this yeah. was another one that i had watched before actually yeah 1991 during, 
Where? Well, this is the trauma one, right? Uh, distributed no. by trauma. Yeah. So I watched this during trauma. Yeah, because it's like a fake trauma movie, but I think they have the rights to it. Mm-hmm. Um, Ulrich's daughter unites with warrior Thane against evil Lord Korra, Kura, who covets the knife of Actar. That's the movie. We got Russ Tamblin. He's back as her father. This girl's father. Um, the best part of the entire movie is Lawrence Tierney shows up. He's a slave mm-hmm. master. And at uh, one point when he's like being questioned for the second time, everyone's giving a hard time, he erupts, Ah, no, not this shit again. <laughs> and I fucking howled and I rewound it because I was like, oh, man. This movie's know. got great lines. Like, uh... People in the medieval times talking about is like I didn't get the facts on that one, mm. and you go, huh? So this is sword and sorcery, uh, which is uh, yeah. which is a new thing in the For, rep- in the repertoire. A one and done as well, I think. Yeah, because it's probably it's probably way expensive for what you're supposed to be doing. It's going to look like shit. No one likes this stuff, especially in 1991. It's so yeah. long past like anyone wanting to watch this sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Weird. Yeah, it's it's a it's a it sticks out in uh, the Fred Olin Ray universe. Um, I don't know. It, I I, I kind of wish he did more of these. Like Wizard of the Demon Sword isn't a good movie, but I would have liked him to have a second shot at it. Yeah. Because sometimes when he had a second shot at it, he got it right. I think. Like, I don't know. Like, man. I don't even know what I'm talking about. It's not a great movie. No. I, but I, I do wish he had another sword and sorcery. There's like the. Do you remember the thing where there's like the one guy who's been left to die, and then the thief comes along and helps him out, but they have a duel, and they, they're like kind of jerk offs to one another, but finally they decide to team up. Yeah. And they're I like, do. well, are you going to take that money? Well, I'm not going to take that. Oh, I'm going to be. And you're like, oh, this is so try hard. Like, you're just like, come on, move I, past this. Yeah. I have this at uh, twenty nine. Ooh, um, damn! I I think mine's twenty one. So somehow okay. I'm higher. That that's weird. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, yeah you're not talking about it very highly. Also, it had that Lawrence Tierney line, so maybe I'm just that just that damn fond of it. <laughs> not this shit again. Ah <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> but okay, I mean, maybe that does maybe bring maybe, us... maybe it's going to descend. Maybe it's got to go down a little bit here. Um, yeah, no, it's definitely, it's going to go, ooh, ooh, yeah, maybe it's like, it's down there with Warlords. It's got that Warlords vibe. It does. Yeah, I have it right beside Warlords. Mine's now at 29, too, as a matter of fact. Complete coincidence, because it's right by Warlords, so. Yep. Well, sometimes the number itself is irrelevant, but it's it's easier to match it with other movies, right? Like, that's, because I put it beside Warlords, I was like, I get the same vibe. It's a feeling. It's a vibe, Jared. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you're going to say though? Uh, I was going to say we're about to get into some real pornography. No, softcore doesn't count as real. Softcore is porn to me, friend. Well, it's softcore porn, but then there's yeah. hardcore porn. This is softcore. So, yeah, Inner Sanctum, 1991. <laughs> uh-huh. A woman attempts suicide when she suspects her husband doesn't love her and is having an affair. Now she's wheelchair-bound, and her husband, who indeed doesn't love her and is having an affair, hires Mm -hmm. a private nurse to look after his wife. 
The nurse begins to suspect that she was hired because of unproven allegations that she murdered someone's wife in a similar situation that the husband wants her to murder his wife. Uh, could you repeat that, Jarrett? Could you slow that down a little bit for me? Because nah, that was, you, you a, that was a little confusing. No, nah, you got it. You got it. Yeah. Uh, Inner Sanctum. Um, awesome. It's an awesome movie. <laughs> Love it. Is that is that your genuine opinion of this thing? Uh, RJ, I have this at number five. Ooh, baby, you're a big inner sanctum guy, hey? Big, big, biggest inner sanctum. This, this is everything I want. Uh, this, but until I get like five more times of it, then it starts getting yes. a little old. <laughs> then you're like, oh mm-hmm. boy, you're more of this. Because this one's like the uh, the soft core is a little bit in line, and then mm-hmm. it just becomes ridiculous. And you're just like, yeah, I guess this is what people really are want- watching these for. So several years ago. Uh, I was watching 90s thrillers like crazy, mm-hmm. and there was like these ones that would come up that have these like bad softcore looking videos that you see at Blockbuster, and you're like, ugh, I don't want to watch these. I don't want to watch these like strangers that are like attractive mm-hmm. strangers, but like I don't, I don't know who these people are. They're not famous people having sex, but even then, you're like, there comes a point in your life when you're not like a teenage boy where you're kind of mm-hmm. like, eh, it's who cares? Yeah. Who cares? Yeah. I, I do know what you mean. So, so but but like in that context of watching these '90s movies and what they're going for about tapping into people's fears and how they kind of structure mm-hmm. these like plots and how convoluted they get, like Inner Sanctum is very convoluted. A lot of like yes, so so many fake outs, so many like you're like this There's doesn't a few. if this doesn't even make sense anymore. The fake mm-hmm. outs don't make any sense because it's they like faked out the fake out. They fake out fake. I think the I think they faked out the director and the actors uh, at a mm-hmm. core level because everyone's just like, well, I guess that's what's happening now. But that all being said, I I really enjoyed this because I think for for I think this is probably the best made film that Fred Olin Ray made up to this point. That's why I rank it so highly. Wow. I think it, I think it's genuinely like everything is like it's as well made as he's ever made something to 1991 i think this is mm-hmm. like a, a breakaway even though it's another genre movie i think it's like kind of nice that he's broken away from like warlord and uh yeah. like these other like i don't know like the cheap movies i guess you could mm-hmm. call them they always feel like they have he has no money to do this it's the thing that mm-hmm. roger corman complained about where like you know star wars um basically ruined his business like every because everybody makes essentially b movies but they have a hundred million dollars Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think Fred stuff struggled against that for a really long time. Like, how do you make money like this? But then these 90s erotic thrillers came along. And it's like, well, you can make a movie with, like, some money, but not a lot of money. And but you can pull it off just fine with and make pretty decent coin. Because, like, I mean, the bigger movies, like, we'll have, you know, Michael Douglas and Sharon Stone or something like that. But you can get, like, oh, here's some, mm-hmm. like, you know, Hollywood, like, you know, people who are, like, you know, they walk into a room, they'd be like, wow, that's a really gorgeous person. Uh, but, like, in Hollywood, they're just dime a dozen. <laughs> like, everybody just looks the same. But you're like, oh, mm-hmm. get them into the movie. Hey, you okay uh, taking your shirt off? <laughs> hey, you okay uh, simulating some sensuality? <laughs> Simulated sensuality. Do you want? Do you want to maybe uh, bend over here on the couch and uh, writhe around for a little bit to some some music that we're we're going to be playing later? Uh, Don't worry though; it'll be a closed set. I'm not a creep. Doing what on the couch, Jarrett? Simulating sensuality. 
Wow. Being mounted wow. from behind. Pulling Excuse down me? pulling down that laced underwear. Very popular. Very popular. I uh I think I gotta go to confession after hearing that I, one. I mean, you can do something along the way if you need to. Oof. So uh, I, yeah, Inner I Sanctum Inner is Sanctum like fourteen. Okay, good. Yeah, it's yeah. Because it, I, I do agree with you. I, I'll let you finish too. No. I do agree with you. Where I, I think it is, out of the uh, sensual thrillers, I do think it is the best one. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I, I don't even know what else I. I think my review is that because Matt Gates was in the news a lot at the time <laughs> when I watched this. Well, it, so the previous movie that you uh, had a review for. But you uh-huh. didn't watch this time around. Was Wizards of the D- D- Demon Sword, where you mentioned Mitt Romney? <laughs> and so it's like it's back to back. Together. Mitt Romney, Matt Gates. It's like all these Republican guys. They're all bad dudes. Well, so but do you agree with me? Does the bad guy in Wizards a uh, Demon Sword not look like Mitt Romney? He doesn't, but he's like the essence of a Mitt Romney. Yes, and it's very. Okay. Fu- and, I, and once you, I couldn't not unsee it. And yep. even in Inner Sanctum, I was like, yeah, this is Matt Gates yelling at his uh, crippled wife. Doesn't it look like him? A little bit. Because that's all, as soon as I saw him, I was like, this guy looks like Matt Gates." And then, like, his wife is, like, crawling on the floor, can't use his legs. And he's like, you stupid idiot. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, he's, my God. He's a real jerk. Uh, I was, uh, yeah, I was really shocked by the uh, the brutality of this this <laughs> man against his uh, disabled wife. No. But uh, there's some there's some good uh, dream uh, dreams logic in this. Like, when uh, she's in her wheelchair and her mouth gets skin, like, fleshed over. And she like can't yeah. scream, and she's just watching them have sex, and you're just like, God damn! That's that's a that's a striking image. It is, it is. So yeah, Inner Sanct. Uh, I I do think out of the uh, the sexual thrillers, I think Inner Sanctum is the best for sure. Inner um, Sanctum one that is. Yes, I agree. I agree. Inner Sanctum one, not Inner Sanctum two. No, no, no. Okay. Oh man, Evil Tunes, nineteen ninety two. So, oh, man. First they undress you, then they possess you. Who who thought of who did that? Four sexy young girls are to clean an old house for the new owners. They get delivered an old book full of magic incantations. It's straight out of fucking Evil Dead. It is a, it is the mm-hmm. Book of the Dead uh, Necronomicon. It even looks like it. It looks exactly. And yep. while reading it, they accidentally bring a cartoon character to life. The cartoon character likes the blood of young girls. Yeah, so this, sure. this movie opens up with David Carradine being killed by a lynch mob, right? Yeah. And I was. Then... Uh, no, well, the movie opens up with the ending, and then it goes back. Or no, wait, no, 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 wait, no, no, never mind, never mind. Yeah, yeah it's a lynch mob. It's yeah. A... I was thinking of. Scream Queen Hot Tub Party, where they show the ending mm-hmm. to this movie, and I saw that before I watched yeah. the movie, and I got con- see that's why it was confusing. Right, confusing. Right, right, gotcha, gotcha. But yeah, there's a lynch mob. There's a lynch mob. <laughs> David Carradine's dead, but then he comes back as like a ghost, and we all know there's something off with this. Um, yeah, Dick Miller, he's in this. Um, the ladies are all in this. Monique Gabrielle in that hot. Yeah. Remember her from that hot tub? Art Art Artie Johnson. <laughs> Is Mr. Who, Hinchlow? Who doesn't like Artie Johnson? Uh, so we got a bunch of like, we have like the the three hot girls, and then we have like the the nerdy girl who is just clearly like uh, this girl who's got her hair up with glasses on. And, well, I think that's I think that's Monique. 
Gabriel know. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like this is the yeah. the arc of it, and it's like one one girl does her sexy dance that she did to seduce the football coach. Because oh yeah, these right. women, and these are women who are all high school girls. I I totally missed that they said they were high school girls. I thought they were college girls, and even that I was like, well, you're I, well, a little well, old. Well, they are talking about they are talking about like the high school team. <laughs> I guess, yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and that and that guy and the fucking like the head of the football team, the he, balding guy, yeah, who's like in a whole bunch of these movies. Uh, he comes up in is that, Pitch is that, Academy is that too. Don Dow, maybe Biff, maybe it might be Don Dow. Cause... Yeah, he he comes back in Witch Academy and he plays high school in that too. But he's literally balding, like he's losing, like he's almost bald, and you're just like, you're like, I got a hard time believing this guy's seventeen. I I don't know. Uh, I'm not sure if it's even him, even because I only I see him in Virgin Hunters, <laughs> Backers oh, from Mars. Wow, might be one of the. Let me go uh, to Witch Academy and see. Maybe it's yeah, it's one of these guys though. Yeah, Don Dow is in Witch Academy too. It's got to be yeah, it's. But I, I, I think he's in other stuff, and maybe he just doesn't uh, merit a, a major credit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So Evil Tunes uh, is getting even more, uh, a little bit more uh, soft corey. Uh, yeah, there's the rape for one. Yeah, that like the three friends can't recognize her screams as like mm-hmm. rape and says, like, oh, those are sex sounds. They go, she always does this. Mm-hmm. And you go, does she? Yeah, Evil Tune sucks. It's and this is the movie that probably great. this is probably the movie that tricks people the most into watching it because it's like Evil Tunes. That's got to be cool, right? Yeah, and because you're like, well, this is the problem with these. 90s like edgy cartoon live action movies that are the people always thought that like who framed roger rabbit would change the game but it turns out that all we got was like cool world and evil tunes well i mean it changed the game for me but yeah nothing ever came of it afterwards yeah yeah i i I do remember this getting uh um i think corpse was talking one time about uh evil tunes being uh like I can't remember where he was describing it, but it was just like, yeah, it fits into like this world. And I, I was like, oh, yeah, that sounds cool. Like R rated or like horror animated movies. But then I watched this. And as you pointed out, the tunes only in this for about 15 seconds. And I, I really felt cheated. <laughs> yep. I was like, I want some more tunes. I mean, that 15 seconds was probably 90 percent of this film's budget. Yeah. there's And the other 10 percent went to Dick Miller, maybe. Mm-hmm. But uh, I did like. I didn't mind the setup to it. Like, I actually thought that was okay. Like the girls coming to clean and uh, haunted house and stuff. Um, weird neighbor comes. He's like, Hey, just so you know, everyone dies in this house and they go, okay. Um, I, I didn't mind all that stuff. Uh, but yeah, you, you do get, um, you're a little let down afterwards just because there's, there's just not a lot of tunes, man. There's not, there's not enough tunes. Tunes never came, dude. These are I not. These are not, these are not sweet tunes. Um, sweet. This, I think, is thirty. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, that's not too super surprising for you. Mm-hmm. The carotene scenes are also kind of strange. Like a lot of them. Like I think the direction was like just act mysterious because he's he's like just kind of moving around the tree, just back and forth, like. He's not really doing anything, and I feel like they shot his scenes all separate, and then they just kind of put him in there afterwards. So it's fine. Did you notice a weird thing here now? How what? Fred Olin Ray didn't make a single movie in 1993? No. What happened? Did he have a kid or something? He might have. He might have. I'm not sure what happened. And this is where uh, one thing I was thinking of while we we're 
watching these movies, I guess, the last month. It's like, huh, there's no, like, Fred Olin Ray retrospective documentary. There should be. There should be. I think there, I think you could make a nice little, you know, all these, they always have a nice montage of violence and craziness. You could yeah. very easily, this guy's got 150 fucking movies. You could compile, like, the best of the first, you know, 50 of those and make a good little show out of that. Do some interviews. Do a do a do a interviews with everybody that's still around. I'm sure, mm-hmm. um, unless unless Fred Olin Ray's a bad dude, but I don't know. Uh, he hasn't been canceled yet so far. So good, but I, I was um, gonna say yeah. No, but I mean I don't know. Get them get them all to come out and tell their anecdotes. It's ripe for it, but maybe mm-hmm. maybe time will tell whether or not that'll happen or not. I hope so. It makes sense. I mean, fuck, they they do these things for everybody, and I think. Fertile and Ray of anybody deserves one as well. Fucking right, dude made 150 movies. Dude yeah. made Inner Sanctum. Like, come on, come on, get this guy some. Uh, cut him a break. So 1993 is the mystery year. I that's the documentary I want to see. What well, happened to well, Fred? It, so in this in, in 92 is the only the only film was Evil Tunes, which like had footage in 1991. So really, it's like a two year layoff. Yeah, and yeah, and I mean, like there was like 1990, he made four films. So what happened in these two years? Uh, yeah, maybe we'll never know. Burnout. We'll never know. Sad. Tell me about Mind Twister. Mind Twister. Yeah. Two it fits in your wheelhouse. Okay, so here's a long tagline. Okay. Or fuck, then there's like this is like a tagline and a synopsis, but I got two things for you. There is a cost of taking the pleasures of the flesh way beyond the innocence of desire. Okay. And two former exotic dancers devise a plot to expose a physiatrist as the murderer of their friend. A physiatrist? A physiatrist. Yes, that's what they spelled psychiatrist wrong. Yeah, there's a there's a there's an H there. And the S is in the wrong spot. Yeah, it's all flipped around. A, fa- a, fa- a physiatrist. Yeah. Beautiful. Hey, who's the lead actor in this film, Jared? Well, it depends on what you mean by that. Uh, who's the Who's the biggest star in this film? Well, do you mean Richard Roundtree? Shaft? Uh, I well, I was going to say Telly Savalas. Oh, right. Well, yes, Telly, Richard Roundtree. Telly yeah. Savalas. Who? Uh, let's see here. What year did Telly Savalas die? Do you think? right after this uh yeah yeah he did rj he died right after this yeah i can see uh apparently gus savalas was in this too do you think he's telly's son uh probably part of he was there to like keep an eye on telly oh boy i mean telly savalas is barely in this thing so and he's hilarious he gets the final shot too he does, yeah. Well, he has he has face recognition, Jared, and that's what matters. So this, uh, going into it, I did not realize what this was, which was, this is like the Paul Bernardo, um, Carl Homolka story, pretty much. Yeah. I don't like, know who those people are. Are you Are you real? Are you, are you Paul serious? Bernardo? You've, you don't know who they are? The like, most like infamous uh, serial killer in Canadian history? Wowzers. I know, um, I know Lorraine Bobbitt. She cut her uh, husband's yeah, wing. That's, Amer- that's America. 
So this was a big deal. I, I guess you were I don't like, picked in. I, I guess you were you were like th- you were three when this all went down. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, I wasn't watching serial killer stuff when well, I was three. Well, you figured that would have come up. I mean, these guys are always these that those two are always in the news in the Calgary Sun or something like that. They always are obsessing about this stuff. Anyway, yeah. uh, they were doing essentially this. They were like you know this hot young couple, and they were luring coeds, including uh, Carla's own sister. To, to some escapades, but they were actually Damn. videotaping and murdering and stuff and torturing people. So Mind Twister is that. It is that idea. Mm-hmm. This came out like a year afterwards. It's not being packaged that way. Yeah. I don't know how many people actually ever watched this thing. Save us. Uh, yeah. But uh, most people talk about Telly Savalas. But this is another, this is the next installment, I guess, in the 90s thrillers. Um, mm-hmm. and I guess because of the subject matter surprise of this and just like how pedestrian everything is in its delivery, it's competent. It mm-hmm. does everything correctly, I guess to. that's supposed to. And so hence, I also like this. Yep. I thought it was a good little show, RJ. And this is number six <laughs> behind Inner Sanctum. Yeah, I so I have it at seventeen, okay. which is just two two behind Inner Sanctum. But I I agree. I actually thought Mind Twister was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I liked this setup with uh, what was going on. I actually I kind of liked like I had no idea this was these were real people. But I was just like this seemed, like when I was watching it, I was like this seems like something people would do. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did like the erotic setup of the murders and i was like hmm i was like interesting way to squeak your porn in here fred mm-hmm. but uh i was like i'm okay with that i'm all right yeah. with that you, you see like that uh was it erica nan she, she's a a real nympho like, uh, she, a she's, she's the the bad girl oh yeah she that chick is bad yeah. she's got she she does some bad stuff and looking at her filmography here mind twister is like one of the last ones on her list, but mm-hmm. uh, there's some nymphomaniac stuff in here, like Final Impact, which is just a poster of a, a, L- a guy L- shirt. Lorenzo Lamas is not just some guy. He is to me. No, no check out uh, Die Watching, starring Christopher it, Atkins. Look at that face. Okay, let me see. Die Watching, where is that one? It's, it's on her filmography. Oh, <laughs> I mean, it, well, if you were if you were watching that, you'd probably make that face too. No, he lives to watch Ooh. her. She's also it. Yes, uh, Animal Instincts, Camp Fear, Savage Harbor was a uh, Vinegar Syndrome uh, release last year. I think it's out of print, sadly now. That's too bad. Eric, yeah, she's good in this. I think Savage oh. Harbor with Frank Stallone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my twister's not bad. I actually, I, I got some good stuff out of this. I, I, I like the setup where it's just throwing, uh, throwing ladies out of windows and falling on the street, and you go, shit, mm-hmm. that looks serious. Yeah. Yeah. So my twister's not bad. Not bad. Uh, how about Dinosaur Island? I guess cashing in on the hotness of Jurassic Park. Uh, I mean, it, that's probably what they were doing. Yeah. Uh, Dinosaur Island. What did I have to say about this one? I actually, so I think Dinosaur Island's not bad. I think it's got some cool stuff in there. Shall I talk? Uh, shall I tell the the synopsis here? Sure, if you want. Welcome to Lush Dinosaur Island, where a tribe of gorgeous cave dwelling warrior women satisfy the exotic fantasies of five downed military airmen. 
Fearsome battles with the island's ferocious man-eating dinosaurs are the only disruption of their seductive pleasures on this island paradise. Narrowly surviving with their lives, the rugged men fall under the seductive spell of their lovely captors and soon find their every dream fulfilled. Sounds a little more porny than this actually is. It sure sounds porny. Uh, Yeah, there's very little porn in it, though. There's, There's like a hot tub scene. Yeah, there's a hot tub scene, um, but uh, this has a uh, this has all the crew too: Ross Hagen, Michelle yep. Bauer, uh, and then the dude I was thinking of is Peter Spellos. That's that kind of bigger guy who's mm-hmm. in all of these as well. Okay. Um, so this one again, it's kind of like I was talking about earlier with the Phantom Empire. I was like, I feel like in Phantom Empire he did it a little bit, and he's like, I want to make a whole movie about that, and so he did Dinosaur Island. Uh, I think this movie's got. Yeah. It is Peter cool Spellos. Stuff. That's the guy I was yeah. thinking of too. Yeah, he's he's a cool dude. I like seeing him. Pop and this, up and this is his movies. debut, I think. Uh, in, in the uh, it? I think in the Fred Ray world. In the Olin verse. Yeah. Well, actually, he was in Scream Queen Hot Tub in, Party in in a footage. In footage of Sorority House Massacre yeah. Two. But this is when and, they, this is when they start yeah. working together. Yeah, and then and then he's in a bunch of these movies coming up. Yeah, so I think you're right. This this, yeah, this is the first one for him. Uh, so we got our military men. They land on the island, and this is what I would describe as incel fanfic. Because, and I know you don't, you say I don't use that word correctly, but uh, I think that this fits for that, right? Because it's like. It's like, could you imagine if you landed on an island and it was nothing but bikini babes and you were the only man? Could you imagine? That's how I think incels talk, by the way. I, I hear ya. You know what? Yeah. I just noticed this Dinosaur Island wasn't on my ranked list at all. <sighs> Shocking, Jared. I have Dinosaur Island at uh, 13 on my hmm. list. Yeah, I'm not, I, I'm not a fan of this, truth yeah. be told. I'm not a fan of Jungle Trouble is a genre oh interesting uh yeah this is man this is above warlords for sure this would be yeah. a this would be a 20 now this is 28 for me <laughs> it's pretty low it's pretty low i liked the scene when the t-rex howled at the moon like a wolf i thought that was fun sometimes you know sometimes you need more than that me personally you personally well that's okay different strokes for different folks right Jared? different strokes like those in possessed by the night from 1994 ah i did not watch this film so you'll have to tell me oh shit no okay all right i i i don't think this was uh available a made available to me so you'll have to tell me. well you're not missing out you're not missing out Uh, otherwise i guess i would have uh hooked you up a horror writer buys an odd looking mutant embryo creature pickled in a jar from a shop in Chinatown, hoping it will be a creative inspiration for his work. Instead, the odd mutation provokes a rage of violence and lust to envelop the suburban villa where the writer lives with his wife and sexy secretary. Sounds good. So this is uh, Shannon Tweed. She's in here. Uh, Ted Pryor. Um, you You know, everyone knows Ted Pryor, right? Well, shit, who doesn't? You see, you know about that deadly prey? You know about killer uh, work, yeah. killer workout, sledgehammer. I do, I do. Deadly workout, good stuff. Yeah. So yeah, he's mm-hmm. here, uh, not being too much of a goof. Uh, yeah, this, and, oh, and of course, uh, we got Henry Silva. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think the biggest, the biggest get is Frank Severo. Severo. 
from The Godfather, mm. Goodfellas, Godfather mm. Part Two, The Wedding Singer, Little Nicky, New York, New York, The Gambler, Ruthless People, Fear City, 52 Pickup, Cop and a Half, Fighting Back, RJ. Remember watching Fighting Back? We watched it I, after wrestling. I do remember Fighting Back. It wasn't bad. I, I think that's what you would describe as pretty good show. So I, I would say that Frank Severo might be the like one of the best names ever got. Mike Severo? Frank. Frank Severo? <laughs> and, 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 and Mike. Uh, what, about, what about Mike Severo? And Henry Silva's a big deal. Maybe they're all like, oh, Shannon Tweed's in this? Oh, boy. I heard she's going to get married to Gene Simmons one day. Do you think that's what they actually said? No. Henry Silva's cool. I like Henry Silva. Yeah, I mean, this sounds good. Are you uh, telling me it's not? Yeah, no. This is... Uh, mm, let's see. Where did I wind up? throwing this on my list you just hope it's more yeah this is uh yeah. below evil tunes <laughs> really yeah even for and you're an erotic filler uh, i am uh, erotic thriller yeah fan. but then they then they all turned to the exact same movie and they're mm. and they're not as good as what's come before it it's yeah. kind of it's kind of a bummer because you're like man this is going to have a mutant fetus which it does and it's like possessing it's people but it's, but it's not clear what's going on Damn. It's it's kind of a mess. It's kind of a mess. There's no horror writer stuff. There's a weird Chinese uh, shop where it gets picked up mm. and it starts taking over people and making them angry. And at the very end, you're like, oh, hey, we could have solved that all by just throwing the fucking mutant embryo into the fireplace. The end. That's the end. That's the end of the fucking movie. I, I ruined hmm. it. But yeah, this one's uh, skippable. Well, I'm glad I, I didn't see it, I guess. Yes. But it, it, much like all of these films, they sound cool. Until you watch them. Yeah. 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 Well, for some of them. For some of them. Tell me about your uh, second favorite film, Inner Sanctum 2. Inner Sanctum 2. Yeah. Yeah. So this is a sequel with completely different people. (laughs) Sequel. Yeah. So she can walk again. That was always her problem. She never needed the wheelchair. It was all in her mind. It was a mental block. Mm. But now she's back in a completely different person. Mm -hmm. After This one's got a zombie in it. So that's rad. Um, this one does have a zombie in it. After yeah. a traumatized woman kills her rich husband in self-defense, his, his family and friends show up to secure a piece of the inheritance for themselves, even if it means driving the poor woman insane. Or worse. There's What's like, worse? There's not a killer. That's it. That's about wow. it. See, I found... I don't know about you, Jared, but I found Inner Sanctum 2 to be confusing. Yes, it's very yeah. It's like it assumes that you care specifically about what happened in Inner Sanctum, which you don't. Yeah, and and they're just like, oh, hey, remember that? We're going to pick up these plot points. You're like, what are you talking about? Like, you're you're you're, Mm -hmm. for all intents and purposes, no one will ever watch Inner Sanctum. You could call this movie anything you wanted. It it could have been anything. Like the only like. See, I didn't think that the plot points even lined up that well. The only thing connecting it to me was I was like, I think it's just like a guy trying to kill his wife again. Like that was yeah. the only connection yeah. I it's, had. It's a do-over. Yeah, and and like not even a particularly good one either. Where it's just like, it's like you did it better the first time, man. You didn't improve on anything. Peter Sp- uh, Spellos is in. Oh no, wait, that's not who I'm talking about. Oh yeah, Peter Spellos. He's in this one again too, as a detective. Um, but, oh, and don't forget David Warner. 
Uh, and David Warner is who? Uh, from Star Trek, like all the time. Oh, yes. Uh, I remembered. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if you had mentioned the scientist from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, Jarrett, I would have known exactly who you were talking about. Yeah. Yeah, I forgot. He He's in this, but uh, they uh, underutilize him. Tell me they about sh- Tell me about it. Tell me about your, tell me what's about happening. It. Yeah, it's like it's a real waste of uh, David Warner, I felt. I think I feel so, too. Uh, there, I am interested. There is always an inevitability, it seems, though, when you're watching these Fred Olin Ray movies from the 80s and 90s, that oh, so, someone that shows up in a lot of Star Trek shows are going to show up in Fred Olin Ray movies eventually. Like David eventually. Warner, who shows yep. up in Star Trek, Babylon 5. No, 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 Brad, no, Brad, though. Not, mm, I mean, if Brad Dourif was would have been in any of these, I think it should have been the vampire erotica, but he wasn't. Mm-hmm. So that's a bummer. Uh, yeah, I, I was not hot on uh, Inner Sanctum too. I, I had it pretty low at thirty three. Wow, that low. So this yeah. one I still ranked higher because it had like the weirdness of the zombie stuff. I have it yeah. at twenty three, but yeah, okay. the, the the rest of them kind of. Uh, pretty well they're all interchangeable like i don't remember anything about inner sanctum 2 at this point exactly and like that because i actually liked inner sanctum 1 so when i saw inner sanctum 2 i was like yeah i was like i'm not on board with this you know it's gonna be a piece of crap you know it. you just know it yeah you just know uh so attack of the 60 foot centerfold which is probably fred will second most famous i think of, yeah. If you, if you want to consider uh, Hollywood Chainsaw Hookers being number one, Evil Tunes might be in there as well. But I think yeah. Attack of the center, 60 Foot Centerfold is just like kind of campy cheesecake enough that people would just go, oh, it's that. Ain't that cute? Mm-hmm. It, uh, and it is. It is. And this is another one where the whole crew is here. They, they all show up for this one, which is nice as well. Uh, and, and this lady, she she's in. I think she's in Masseuse afterwards as well. Oh who, yeah, uh, oh yeah. She Angel is. Grace, yeah, is uh, her name. She's in she's in some stuff. I think. Uh, or is she Angel Ro- Grace? Ross uh, Tamblin, Rossick, and is uh, I think that is her name is Angel. In the sh- in the movie, it's Angel yeah. Grace. JJ, JJ North. North. Yeah. Yeah. But we got Michelle Bauer, Peter Spellos, Ross uh, Hagen, Ross Tamblin, uh, the porn guy who uh, I don't really. What's his name again? I don't know. No way, he's not in the Tim. Yeah, Tim Abel, like you said. So this one is a. Uh, this one's interesting because I actually think that this is one where uh, Fred actually got to have a little fun. And uh, he really got creative with his set design, Jarrett. And he's like, what about, like, perspective? <laughs> you guys ever like, how do we make this chick look huge? May I, I'll, let me read the uh, synopsis here, because I don't even know how I did it <laughs> for Inner Sanctum 2. But, uh... okay. Okay. So, she's so hot, you'll need to call 911. Uh, that's, that's, I guess. That's weird. Among the finalists for Centerfold of the Year are Angel and her spiteful rival, Betty. However, no one is aware of Angel's involvement in a secret medical beauty enhancement program headed by Dr. Lindstrom. Desperate to win, Angel overdoses on Lindstrom's formula with disastrous results. Soon she has grown to monstrous but shapely proportions, causing all sorts of complications. 
The most dangerous being Betty's jealousy of Angel's newfound attention. Betty discovers Angel's secret and takes the formula herself, causing her to grow into an equally gorgeous giant. As the girls battle it out on Hollywood Boulevard, Dr. Lindstrom races to find an antidote. That's really the whole plot, isn't it? Or that's that, that's, the whole that, show. that is the whole show. I, I like that they had to emph- or that they had to include uh, huge, but shapely. <laughs> just so you know, yeah. she's not gigantic. Only in the right places. Mm-hmm. Just in case you didn't know. Just in case. Just in case. Uh, this is a, a unique one because this one has a a fat burger cameo, Jerry. Which I, I, I was that. like, oh, I was like, was this a uh, paid partnership or uh, was this just Fred uh, really digging fat burger and like? Let's throw Fatburger in here. That'd be fun. So JJ North's not much of an actress, right? No, she's she tries. And especially when she has to do this, like I'm acting with nothing there because I'm not actually sixty feet tall. Uh, yes. And so she's just like doing nothing off of it. She's like, oh, like even like skilled actors have a problem pulling that off. And mm-hmm. JJ North's getting thrown into the deep end here. She is. She is. She tries. Um, I mean, I think she does fit in the, uh, like, because her character is, like, the nice girl who's just kind of like, I'm just here to have fun. Like, like, whatever. My breasts are too small. Yeah, her breasts are too small. And you go, come on. But, like, she's not as intense as the other two ladies. Right. So she's, I think she comes off as, like, the more wholesome one in that sense because she's not mean. She just wants bigger breasts. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, this one has... um, the one thing I really liked about this movie, Jared, is uh, my boy Peter Spellos uh, as the exterminator. Oh, yeah. Uh, when uh, he's talking, when he's like walking into the room and he pushes that guy and he goes, out of the way, hand job. <laughs> and then uh, he walks in. I thought that was really funny. I was like, I've never really heard someone calling, heard a man call another man hand job. It's funny. <laughs> it's funny to me. I don't know. It's good. Maybe that's just me. I, I appreciate it. It's fine. Yeah, I liked it. Uh, one thing that sucks, though, is that she ruins an entire community's drinking water by bathing in that uh, um, water tower. So what happens to the microbes on her body? Do they grow giant as well, or does she just have that many more? Mm, you would hope that they would grow as well. Like, I don't know, but... I guess it's injections, she... so it is inside of her. But maybe those, like, her gut flora becomes gigantic as well. So when she has to, like, shit, mm-hmm. um, it'd be like a... Did they, did they ever talk about that, did they? They don't, but they don't talk about where she goes to the bathroom at all. No. So, I mean, but I did this like, seems like easy stuff for like this is the stuff that Fred wanted, but he just couldn't afford yeah, it. Just couldn't afford no it. No one wants to see he, a uh, a centerfold take a dump. Well, I'm sh- there are people who there do. are some, especially a giant yeah. woman. Some people want to be eaten by a giant woman, but yeah, a lot know, of people you, do. Yeah, you can't help, you can't please everybody. I no. What I took the most out of this, what I wanted, which was nice, was when the man had a baguette and he handed it to her and then she had a breadstick. I was just like, Hollywood. That's that's showbiz, baby. Movie magic. Good stuff. Uh, I have this at 22. Uh, geez, where do I have it? Because it's uh, fine. Uh, wow, I have it at 22. <laughs> yeah, see? Yeah confluence wild it's wild wild stuff yeah so i totally skipped over demon cop because it's not on the official list 
So I guess we yeah. should maybe address that because I just noticed it out here. So Demon Cop's an oddity because this movie is either directed by or not directed by Fred Olin Ray. Um, mm-hmm. It seems to not be directed by him at all because when I watch this, I'm like, this is just a like really no budget shot on video horror movie that like Cameron Mitchell's in. And yeah, American Independent Productions, which is... I get the sense was Fred Olin Ray's company that he is definitely a part of because almost everything of his was produced from them for a very long time, but not everything. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, things like the erotic dreams of Jeannie and bikini airways. Uh, those are all mm. Fred. Uh, and then there's Jacko, which is kind of like hand job. Jacko. Yeah. That's a different thing altogether from 1995. It looks cool, but I don't think it is. <laughs> But it looks cool. So Demon Cop, though. So. so Demon Cop, he'll read you your last rites. And this is from 1990 because he's a demon cop, but he's actually a werewolf. <laughs> yeah, and the werewolf, the lichenism is a metaphor for HIV. Yep. Is what I took from this. A former probationary officer who is a patient at a mental asylum escapes uh-huh. and prowls the city looking for victims whose blood may cure the blood disease he has that has turned him into a werewolf type monster <laughs> i like that they clarified that though in the synopsis a werewolf type see that's i I'm, i can accept that yeah so yeah this movie's basically garbage however mm-hmm. that that demon that demon caught werewolf makeup is so wonderful and it yeah. cl- when they have to shoot him with him it's like they can't show his mouth moving and so they dub yeah. him over all the time they shoot him from behind at length long yes. long periods of time with his back just turned to you as he keeps talking you're like is this a narration or is this the the wolf cop and uh no you don't know yeah you don't know um so somehow this still winds up being like i think 21 on my list inexplicably um uh, yeah i don't know how I don't know why, but uh, I feel fine saying, well, I, I don't think Fred Olin Ray had anything to do with this because it doesn't feel like I anything. He, It's way too low budget. Mm-hmm. He, This doesn't fit whatsoever what he was doing um, yeah. even in 1990. So I don't know. It's it, This is a weird one. I agree. Uh, when I watched it, my note was, oh, hello, because I was <laughs> yeah. interested in it as well. Yes. Uh, but immediate, within like five minutes, I was like, this doesn't feel at all like a Fred Olin Ray movie. So I was like, I don't know. It's it's strange. But I mean, I guess that's kind of a trouble you get in when all these directors are using like different pseudonyms all the time. And like, like you can't keep track of all the shit. So well, uh, if you go on, if you look on uh, IMDb. Yeah, it, it says it's him. Yeah, maybe he like Which, shot some scene. Oh, you know what it is? It's the Cameron Mitchell stuff. That's what it is. Like so, the scenes where it's like Fred Olin Ray, he's like Crypt Keeper Doctor, and yeah. he's like, "Wow, isn't that interesting that this transpired? Hopefully, it never happens again." That's I think what he literally shot, and they put it into the movie. I think that's oh. that's where it is. So it's very um, Death Farm. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, I'm glad we included it for completion's sake. I I, I mean I liked it more than half of his own movies so i agree i agree yeah was that tell it, it, it wasn't bad it wasn't bad so jared tell me about bikini drive-in bikini drive-in from 1995 mm-hmm. 
Kim Taylor inherits her grandfather's drive-in theater. She must raise $25,000 over one weekend or the bank will take the property from her. So this is a movie that like is like a real movie, RJ. I I know. This, this is a real this, movie. This this you would probably I mean probably you would call this his masterpiece. Fred's Fred's masterpiece. I think so too. Yep. Um, I agree. I don't have it as my number one movie of his because it's yep. not quite my f- favorite for enjoyability. I do have it at number seven, but this yep. is like, it's weird that this movie exists the way that it does because 1995, it's a throwback to like a 1980 style plot. It's basically like mm-hmm. UHF. We got to save the drive in theater. We got to raise money and we got to come up with ideas. And mm-hmm. uh, we're going to get a whole bunch of foxy ladies who are going to be in bikinis. Uh, and everyone's going to show up because they're all pervs and all horny. Mm-hmm. And uh, people are going to try to screw it up and wreck things. And hijinks will ensue. A guy likes a girl. And, you know, he's trying to get her attention. Her focus is on other things. So he's going to do everything he can do to help her get save the drive through. Mm-hmm. That that kind of stuff. You know, yeah, that old chestnut. We've all we've all we've seen this movie before. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not reinventing the wheel. Still got John Carradine in it somehow. Somehow, uh, that's that's incredible. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was surprised when I saw it. Oh. I was like, "Oh shit, he's there." Uh, yeah, no, I agree with you. I think this is like this is just vintage. And and, and then he still throws in softcore sex scenes. There's a little bit, yeah. And you're well, like, I mean, "Oh, those are show-stopping numbers." It happens a few times, and you're like, "Well, mm-hmm. I guess I can't show this to my parents anymore." Were you going to? Well, I mean, you could, but you know, you're like, oh, hey, here's some banging. You want? Some, well, I mean, you, you, could, you want you want to see this man sup on her breasts in the hot tub? You want to see that? You could, you could still set him up. You just be like, here's this yeah. film, and then and then leave for a while, yeah. and just be like, I think you guys might enjoy it, and then you know, because I don't know, they might like bikini driving. They they might, but I don't think I don't think it's for them. But you okay, know, well, that's fine. But yeah, do you have anything else to say about uh, bikini driving? No, I, I agree with you. I think this is vintage Fred, and I think this is the American dream in mm-hmm. just in caps like that, just all together. This is what America is all about. Well, so not only is this next film all about what America is, and something I would show my parents, but not really. Yeah. Which Academy from 1995? Before you even go, Jared, I'm gonna hit you right now. Which Academy is number two on my list? Number four. Which Academy is good stuff. <laughs> I mean, I do see that one Sam Sanchez gave this one and a half stars. Yeah, but he's a bad dude. He's, he's a bad dude. I mean, I I get it. Like if you if <laughs> yeah, you, it's if, super dumb. It's super dumb. Like if, yeah. if, if this if you don't like this boy, you're gonna fucking hate it. However, uh-huh. the synopsis of this film: members of an exclusive college sorority where sadomasochism uh-huh. seems to rule the day seek twisted new ways to humiliate a new pledge named Leslie Perkins, who they feel mm-hmm. will never ever fit in since she's something of a nerd and a prude. <laughs> However, the devil has other plans and helps transform Leslie into a bodacious babe smoking as all hell. <laughs> only while, uh, why, only why is the devil helping Leslie? You just got to know he has ulterior motives in mind. It is. So we got honestly. We, yeah. 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 We got Robert Vaughn. <laughs> he should, yep. Is that as the devil, which is so cool. Yeah. This like, movie I, I is like, yeah, it's, 
dumb as shit. But it's like, oh, yeah. but it knows it's dumb. It's so cheap. It's so mm-hmm. cheap. Like these people are just being assholes to one another, and it's super campy. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, but like, and I usually probably don't like camp, but this camp I'm totally on board with. It's the right yeah. kind of dumb that I like in my mm-hmm. in my cinema, in my mm-hmm. like you know killer workout and death spa. It's not as good mm-hmm. as either of those, but it's in that it feels that way. So yes. yeah, Witch Academy was a total surprise uh, mm-hmm. in terms of like I'm like I like this movie about like these these I don't know BDSM ladies. Uh, they're like they're like super like catty witches. And like yes. fucking with each other, and they're like, yes. <laughs> and they're like, they don't care. They're like, ah, you got me, you son of a bitch, you whore. And then they just get back at it. You're like, this is great. Yeah, I I know, I I agree completely. Where it is, the shit is so dumb. This whole movie, it's just so dumb, but I love it uh, because it's just like it's like line up for your spankings, and it's just like mm-hmm. what are, it's you're watching. You're like, what the fuck is going on? You're like, why are we doing this? But it's it's funny, and I, I do like I, I really like Robert Vaughn as the devil. I don't know why. I was just like I like seeing this guy here as the devil. Uh, I know him best as the bad guy from Basketball, and uh, <laughs> just seeing him pop up here, I was just like, oh, that's fun. I was like, I like this, and I do like the plan because it's it's this that classic story. It's like look at that nerd, and then it's like oh, she lets like as you pointed out glasses come off hair goes down and they go oh hubba hubba what a babe what a babe um but i yeah i i dug witch academy i thought it was really good i don't know what sam, what's going on with sam but uh, mm. i think he's got i think he should rewatch it give it another shot no fun sanchez no fun Sam. yeah i mean no fun duncan over here is enjoying the fun of witch academy lapping so, it up yeah witch academy is good stuff i liked it quite a bit yeah. good good stuff um, next, next up, we've got, um, <clears throat> Droid Gunner, a.k.a. Cyberzone, a.k.a. Phoenix 2, a.k.a. And... Roger Corman Presents Droid Gunner. Oh, that's from, a good from, one. From I didn't nine, know that From, from 1995. Um, uh-huh. <clears throat> you've entered Cyberzone. Let the chase begin. In the future... The threat of global takeover by cyborg units has forced Earth to outlaw their use. But when four female androids are smuggled to Earth, Jack Ford is assigned to track them down. An adventurous chase takes him from the mean streets of Phoenix to the depths of New Angeles, an underwater city, and into the diabolical clutches of a maniacal kingpin and his criminal army. I mean, it doesn't get much more American than uh, Jack Ford. Played by you know Mark, I mean? Mark Singer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'd like to direct you to my review of this film, Jarrett. Okay. In which I uh, described it as Blade Runner in-cell fan fiction. Okay. Which uh, I think holds up. I think it holds up. So this is like, I mean, if you want to, like, you know, take filmmaking 101. I think yep. it would be very important to do a compare and contrast of Blade Runner with a cyber zone. And maybe mm-hmm. when people go, well, I don't know if uh, Blade Runner is a very good movie. <laughs> and then you go, well, then there's cyber zone. About, let me, let th- me introduce this, this, this you to Droid Gunner. This is what uh, mere mortals make when they make this type of movie with no money, with no budget. And they're just mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm going to put on a good show. 
Yeah, they say I can do uh, what this guy's doing. Where's, where's a guy? Runner? Yeah, a guy who's walking around in uh, whatever those those uh, those shirts are called. Like the butt, they just they slightly buttoned down. Not no 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 no. There's a uh, it's like a pullover essentially. Like cardigans? No, that's not a cardigan. It's just, it's just got the buttons at the top. And it's like it's got the buttons. Linen, at, like, I don't. And it's linen. Know it's like a linen pullover kind of thing. Anyway, sure. he's rocking that with his jacket. This guy is like '90s. And, uh, yeah, there's nothing to recommend about this other than it occurs. There's the giant, like, Swedish guy, Matthias Hughes, maybe? That guy is so big. Like, he, how tall do you think that dude is? That guy, do you you remember him from uh, Star Trek VI, The Undiscovered Country, also starring David Warner? He's a Klingon in that one, right? Oh, he's Dark Angel. He's, like, the bad guy in the movie Dark Angel. He's he's huge. Like he is yeah. an enormous man. Ooh, he's in No Retreat, No Surrender Two. He's in TC Two Thousand. He's in Ooh. Digital Man. Hell yeah, man! He's got it all. This guy's cool, and he doesn't really do a whole fucking ton. Except he's like, I only yeah. deliver the women. I'm not Rutger Hauer. <laughs> I'm not Rutger I, Hauer. Don't believe it. Anything you hear, I'm not Rutger Hauer. I am not Canadian legend Rutger Hauer. Mm-hmm. Right that, with that classic Canadian accent of his. Rutgerhauer, Canadian. Yeah, he's a huge man. Uh, and I wish he was in more of these movies. But uh, the other gang is all here. We got Ross Hagen, Peter Spellos, Brink Stevens. They're there. Friends. Friends. Friends of the show. Good close personal uh, friends. I thought Cyberzone, a.k.a. Droid Gunner Phoenix 2, I thought it was fine. It's definitely not great uh, in, no. in terms of all these other ones. But uh, I was like, I'm fine with this. Yeah, this is uh, 24 for me 24 yeah. i got it at uh 13 it's above alienator yeah and then so it's so you're thinking about alienators like this is kind of a terminator knockoff and then cyber zones your blade runner rip off and then the next movie star hunter from 1996 is the predator ripoff which i have at 26 i have them all at the same level <laughs> I have Star Hunter at 28. Yeah. This so is, I'm close to you. Yeah. I, I was not a Star Hunter guy. Well, this is like, again, another movie that's like co-directed by this Cole S. McKay or something like that. Like, really. Yeah. So I'm not sure if this is a rescue job. Uh, it might have been. I, I, I would think that. But yeah, Star Hunter sucks. <laughs> Even Roddy, Roddy McDowell, as like he's something. He's doing something. He's like a blind guy. Yeah. He's unrec like I I didn't even recognize him though like I saw yeah. the name in the credits and I was like really and then like he's there and he's not like in costume or anything but I was like is that him yeah there's a head like Christopher Ray's back <laughs> yeah there's there's a bunch and it, it's just Predator and like I actually think Predator hunting high school kids in like just a city I think that sounds really cool but it's just like it's so shitty. He he's instead of heat, he's using smell. Like there's the olfaction meter, and I was like, oh my god! I was like, that is so dumb. Uh, he just has a shotgun, and he's really bad at his job too. They're like, he's the most elite hunter in the universe. Well, but like, poopy, he gets you know? punked by a bunch of kids. What? Yeah, they, they, you have to be poopy at your job in these movies, so the kids actually survive. Yeah, yeah. So he he he's not good. Yeah, I I thought Star Hunter was. Uh, Real pants, as uh, as you would say. But this is the movie that ends our consecutive run of movies, where we've watched oh. everything in chronological order. Okay. Um, so it's to touch on these next movies. So 1996, uh, we see another three. Holy fuck! How many movies did he make in 1996 alone? 
good uh, god. A lot? Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Yeah, he Oof. made eight movies in that year. We watched four of them. So, a bunch of actually, them five. Fun. We sorry, we watched five of them. Yeah, this is or or he's making children's movies, isn't it? Uh, which is kind of great. So, yep. um, next up would be Illicit Dreams two, uh, followed by Friend of the Family two. Ugh. Once Yuck. is never enough, and there's a a dude coming up behind a lady pawing at her. Of course he is. And this other one's like got a guy. He's in a door frame and he's looking at a lady being sexy. Yep, that's that's mm-hmm. what you get. Uh, but then that's followed by Invisible Mom, which star- I think Corpse watched, starring D. Wallace Stone. Ooh, I'm always down with D. Wallace Stone. Not seeing is believing. Yeah, sure, I'm sold. Yeah, so I'm, I'm sorry, folks. I'm just I just like with Charles Band. I'm not going to watch children's movies. There, I think that's too. I would have watched. Uh kid with the x-ray eyes but then i would have also wanted to watch uh was it bikini x-ray eyes or no. something the porn version of that and then it never, sex ray and, eyes. Then, and then it never ends yes uh but next though is uh masseuse from 1996 uh-huh. which i think has the best tagline yet have <laughs> you it, have you ever been rubbed the right way what does that mean? No. Okay. Fine. Okay. That's awesome. Jack is a real scumbag who is going to marry Christy. He has a bad yeah. habit of sleeping with other women and stealing all of her money. <laughs> Two weeks before their marriage, Christy sees Jack having sex with their maid, Rosa. It turns out he was threatening Rosa into having sex as well as his secretary, Diane. When he goes away on business, Christy, Rose, and Diane devise a way to get him back for all the things he has put them through. They also decide to turn his house into a special massage parlor for a few nights so Christy can try to make some of the money back that Jack stole from her. Uh, yeah, that's what happens in Masseuse. Yeah, so we get, He's a real scumbag. Yeah, we get Tim Abel. Uh, and yeah, so I'm used to seeing Tim Abel for doing the sex thing now. And I'm just, I just wish I wasn't, do you know what I mean? I knew, I knew all his moves. I know how he, he goes into these things. I know like how he yes, you, starts you, out, you know, warms, his, warms you, up, you know, his fuck style. Yeah, I do. And I really wish I didn't because it's like, I, I don't need to see how this guy does this kind of stuff, but, uh, I do. I, I know now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I here's my thing with masseuse. I actually like the setup where it's it's kind of like a revenge movie where they're getting back at him. I like seeing his life get broken down into shit. Yeah, that's kind of nice. But uh, I don't know. Masseuse doesn't really like you don't really walk away with much. Not as much as a like, say, Mind Twister or Inner Sanctum. I didn't at least. No, you're right. I, I agree. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of bumping it up, I think, because I think it's oh man, some of these movies are such shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, some of them are shit, dude. It's like, man, is this like is Masseuse really worse than Demon Cop? And is it but is it uh... it, it might be better than like Commando Squad, because I I don't remember anything about Commando Squad. Commando Squad's got some cool stuff, but uh, the copy that we were watching was a little rough, so I think mm. that took took away from it a little bit. Yeah. So, masseuse is, masseuse is okay. It's just, like, it's like I said, I like the revenge plot of a masseuse, but uh, 
outside of that, it's kind of like, mm, I don't know, this dude sucks. Like, which I mean is the point. He's yeah. conning people into sexing on them, and masseuse is masseuse is okay. It's just, yeah, you don't you don't take much away from it after you watch it. So no. So I don't know, but that's followed up by some more erotic thrillers. Well, there's one called Over the Wire from 1996. That's and then like back to back. I mean, these look exactly like the same film. But yeah, there's one we had to watch because it's oh, yeah. about vampire porn. So Nightshade. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Tell and, me about um, Nightshade, Jarrett. Um, a disillusioned widower begins getting weird email messages. So an email has arrived in the Olin Ravers. Yes, it's and, finally here. And Dooley heads to a strip club. <laughs> unfortunately, yeah. once there, he sees his supposedly dead wife lap dancing. Even more unfortunately, she also happens to be a vampire. <laughs> I... I... That's it. That that kind of, I I never read that before. But when you were reading that, it sounds like the plot to like a Futurama episode. <laughs> yeah. Where it's like it's his dead wife is a stripper, and she's a vampire. Like it's like one of those spooky door things. Yeah. This movie sounds a lot better than it is. I think. Uh yeah. So this is uh, a whole lot of nothing, and it looks like dog shit. Yeah, I don't look great. This is some, uh, pretty sure this is SOV shot on video. Uh, but it's like trying, like, it's like, oh, they're just knocking these out I'm, uh, to make money quickly. Yeah. Because you're like, hey, there's a big market for this in the videotapes. Blockbuster might be selling, might be carrying these softcore movies. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. They so, could be. Yeah. Uh, this is a 33rd on my list. It's above Possessed by the Night, uh, below Evil Tunes inexplicably yeah. um but mm-hmm. yeah. i i had it just beside evil tunes but above evil tunes it's 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 a coin toss yeah no matter they all what mesh together we all we all lose no matter what yeah well it's like i, I think i think my one to ten are all the same pretty yeah. much mm-hmm. so yeah the uh nightshade it sounds awesome it really does mm-hmm. but it's not Especially, imagine if it had Stephen King in it, pounding away. Uh, oh, I, I'll send you a, a thing I read in a Stephen King book uh, a week ago. It was pretty graphic oh, and dear. sexual, which oh, is dear. gross. This one, this one also, you have Tim Abel, uh, and you see his penis in this movie, Jared. <sighs> That's fine. His penis, yeah, but you've never. I haven't. I don't think we've we seen. Gen- I mean, we haven't seen. We haven't seen genitals. You've never seen genitals before, except uh, now. Do you think we'll see genitals in the children's film Kid Witch? Uh, maybe I don't know. I I didn't watch it. Did you? I did not. Uh, so you ne- you never know, right? Like there could be. Ooh, what about Billy Frankenstein? You gonna watch that? Apparently, that is one of his more popular films, allegedly, allegedly. as what Wikipedia tells Mom, me. Mom's out of sight. Dear Santa, Invisible Dad. Mom, can I keep her? The kid with the X-ray eyes. Uh, how about Scandal on the other side? Oh, dear. Some of that sounds cool. Oh, dear. Yeah, then there's like, so, okay. we So we, it breaks down here. I think we're in our final couple movies. Yeah, we, we only, I only have uh, two or three left. Yeah, that's about it. Well, I mean, we were, we're missing uh, Fugitive Rage with Wendy Schumacher and Shauna O'Brien and Tim Abel, of course, Ross Hagen, of course. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a and Peter Spellos, of course. It's too bad. Mm-hmm. It's a pri- women in prison movie, but uh, no one I know has watched it, and fifty-seven people have logged in on Letterboxd. That's too bad. Uh, mm-hmm. Hybrid: The Outer Limits of Horror with Tim Abel, J.J. North, Brink Stevens, John Barrymore the Third. Ooh, so that's uh, looks like it's about like a, it's got like a monster thing on it going on. Uh, hybrid is one I, I've heard of before as well. I just have not seen. Okay, me neither. Me neither. Rapid yeah. assault. And then there's these like action movies. There, and uh, we'll be there's a few. We wa- we we watched one of his action movies. Yes, um, we did. And I sus- you you watched two actually. Yes, I did. I I, I am a, I'm bummed I didn't get to see uh, Maximum Security, which uh, they are society's most notorious criminals. They are our only hope. Terrorists infiltrate Innsmouth, a new maximum security prison. An inmate, Mace Richter, a former police officer, is the only one who could foil their plans. So that's oh, going to so Miss Paul Michael Robinson guy. This guy is looking Jack baby. Ooh, I uh, I have not. Which one is this? This is maximum security. Maximum security. Uh, yeah, this, this guy's looking big, big boy here. Um, it's probably mm. it looks sounds like a piece of crap. But I'm like Insmith. Oh yeah, this dude does look jacked. Mm. God damn. So yeah, these '90s, late '90s action movies, not so great. Uh, Operation Cobra with uh, Don Wilson. Mm-hmm. Probably uh, exactly what you expect, but uh, yeah. we, unfortunately, we didn't get to see Masseuse Two, which I'm sure or Bikini Hoedown, which I'm sure, yeah. But I'm sure Masseuse 2 has very little to do with Masseuse 1. Or Masseusing at all, probably, for that matter. Yeah, another fl- f- uh, flame out there. Oh, there's mm-hmm. a list on here called Skin Flicks. <laughs> Ooh, I like that. Mm-hmm. Not bad, not bad. De- yeah, so there's a... I think this... Oh, here's a... This would have been Fred Olin Ray's first Western, The Shooter, from 1997, starring Michael Dudikoff and Randy Travis. See, allegedly... Wikipedia claims that that is his best film. Hmm. Which with with, with sixty six people who've ever seen it, uh, with a average score of two point nine, with yes. um, yeah, I questionable, 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 questionable. It's possible. I mean, did he say <laughs> that? I don't know. We'll never know. We'll never know. The, we'll ca- never the know. capital conspiracy. Uh, something of Daniel Baldwin here called Active Stealth. Mach cool. two cool. countermeasures, fugitive Fugit- mind mm-hmm. with the Dudikoff, uh, bringing us to sideshow. Yes, his Jared. Why don't you tell me about sideshow? Sideshow, the Fred Olin Ray full moon collaboration. Yes, while visiting a traveling carnival full of human freaks. High school students nearly join as permanent members. Nearly join. <laughs> they they all do. Yeah. So this stars uh, Phil Fondacaro. Uh, yeah. Yeah. The uh, little man from, from Seinfeld. From the Creeps. From Seinfeld and and uh, from the Creeps. The Creeps. Yep. Yeah. Everyone loves mm-hmm. him. Uh, a bunch of no name actors. Yes. Uh, Peter Spellos, Ross Hagen, Brink Stevens. The, the 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 big three right there. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, and this is, this is some like just a, a classic kind of like direct-to-video horror mm-hmm. movie type of deal that I have at number one, RJ, on the Fred Olin Ray ranked list for me. 
Wow. I have it as Jared, I'm not going to lie to you. I am shocked. I have it as number one because shocked. I think that the uh, the insect boy, whatever it is, is like yes. really rad. I think actually a lot of like the 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 chicken man at the end and uh, yeah. the faceless woman stuff like, was all awesome. I thought that was yeah. like for like it, was, it just felt like. This doesn't feel like a Fredel and Ray movie. Like it actually has no, like it a. It feels extremely polished, um, and I mean it's not like again. This isn't a great movie by any means, but it's the one I've been wanting to watch probably for the longest. Just because yeah. like way back when we were doing the full moon thing, I was like, oh, I can't watch Sideshow. What if we do Fredel in May one day? So this was like pretty well one of the last movies I watched, and then I was watching this. Maybe my standards had just come crashing down so hard that uh, I don't even know what I'm looking at anymore. But I uh, thought this was uh, a very nice little uh, non-objectionable horror movie with like a it stuck to its guns. I was Mm -hmm. really dreading the ending. I kept Mm -hmm. thinking, "Uh oh, they're going to they're going to back out of this whole deal. Mm -hmm. But they don't. So they they stuck the landing, and it's like damn. Because like for the first part, I was like, "Oh, this is just like the fun house. This is like Toby Hooper's like the fun house, but it's like." not going to be as good as that and then there's gonna be like but then there's like inside out woman and there's like the digesting women and like mm-hmm. all these weird like little freaks uh and it's like man this is actually pretty good i'm glad you liked it man uh i i actually i did think you would when i was watching it i was like Jarrett loves carnies he loves stuff like this so he'll be all over this thing uh <laughs> but i agree with you like i actually thought uh the sideshow freak people like some of them were real good like uh the is it the bug guy or like whoever the invisible man guy is when he like that's the robes yes that's the insect boy yeah that that thing uh like when i was watching it i was like holy shit i was yeah. like this thing's pretty rad like i like this um so this movie was shot so the cinematographer on this was mac alberg who also worked on reanimator okay. from beyond good burger House, oh. Beverly Hills Cop 3, Dolls, uh, the Brady Bunch movie, Ghoulies, Hell Knight, Transfers, Innocent Blood, Deep Star 6, Robot Jocks, Oscar, Striking Distance, a very Brady sequel, House 3, Dungeon Master, Prison, My Boyfriend's Back, King of the Ants, Space Truckers, Parasite, Arena. It goes on. He even shot Igmar Makes a Movie. <laughs> Igmar Bergman oh. Makes a Movie. Criterion Crossover. Wow. Right there. We, we did it. We finally brought it back somehow. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Sideshow was good. I I, uh, I like Sideshow when I watched it too. I didn't realize all that stuff, but uh, I did think that you probably would like it. I did not see number one coming. That uh, That is a surprise to me for sure. Well, but, uh, so the man but it who, makes sense. The man who wrote this, Benjamin Carr, he's worked on the 13 Ghosts remake. <laughs> Red, oh, okay. Retro Puppet Master, Curse of the Puppet Master, oh. Head of the Family, Witch House, The Killer Eye, The Creeps, yeah. Super Hybrid, which sounds like a monster car to me, Phantom mm-hmm. Town, Shrieker, Craw, Carcor, The Invader, Totem, their side uh-huh. Talisman, Magic Noir, that's an urban horror film, RJ. Clockmaker, Ooh. Stitches, Frankenstein Reborn, Goobers, The Shrunken City, The Secret Kingdom, etc., etc., etc. Anyway, and then yeah, what was the Craw one th- again? Th- this might Craw. This might even be okay. the. This might even be the best Charles Band like fucking thing I've seen. Like, 
in general. Uh, sorry, for, I mean, pro- maybe. For, for produced, there's like there's actually some good produced full moon movies. But let me see. Uh, I'll go back to my full moon ranked list uh, from uh, four years ago. Let's see what I had uh, at number one here. I mean, for full moon stuff, it's uh, it's definitely up there. Uh, where are we at here? Troma Entertainment. No, we're a little farther back than that, baby. A little farther back. I just have the Puppet Masters ranked. I don't have a a full I, moon ranked. Damn. I, yeah, I don't know. I think uh, I think this might be better than pretty well anything that uh, Charles Band's directed. Maybe well, tra- maybe Transfers is like a better thing. All the no, I don't know. It'd be close for me. I mean, Full Moon's not very good, bud. I know. Charles Band as a director is not very good. And that's how we kicked this whole thing off. Amazingly enough. I mean, yeah, we did, which is so, unfortunate. Anyway, so yeah, you you were you were decent on this sideshow? Uh yeah, I uh, I have it at uh, number 7. I think it was before I had it at like uh I actually I think I had it higher and then I put it behind Spirits while we were talking. While I was talking about spirits, I think I moved it behind. But I did have it. Uh, I had it higher before we started talking. That's top ten. Yeah, it is. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah top ten. Um, but uh, no, yeah, sideshow is good. I I liked. Uh, like I said, I I liked uh, all the special effects. I thought those were really well done. And, and it's just a. Uh, it's kind of like um. It's like a goosebumps kind of. Where it's just yeah. like. But for but but like brutal. Yeah, well, it's got like gnarly effects in it, but that's what I thought. I was just like, it's definitely a, it's totally a goosebump story where it's like, careful what you wish for, mm-hmm. kind of thing. And something like, wicked this way comes. Yeah, yeah. but th- those have their place too, right? So, uh, yeah, no, sideshow is good. good <laughs> well, <laughs> tell me about air rage. Holy fuck, dude! Okay, uh, here is the uh, the tagline via Letterboxd: Lockdown at thirty thousand feet. Ooh, lockdown. And the synopsis, <clears throat> when a Marine colonel orders his men to massacre a village, they were sent to rescue some hostages, but when they found them dead, they decide to get some payback. Upon returning to the States, the colonel would be court-martialed and made a plea agreement wherein all the blame is on him and his men would be discharged and receive any benefits they're entitled but the general presiding over his trials chooses not to agree to the agreement and throws the book at the colonel and has his men dishonorably discharged, thus eliminating all their benefits. Mm-hmm. I don't know who wrote this. Someone who I imagine English is their second language. I don't like know. That's, can... that's, that's a lot of uh, English speakers, though. Yes, well, which <laughs> I understand. I, I, strangely enough, it sounds like it at t- sometimes. It's 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 hard to follow with this uh and I watched this fucking movie and it's hard to follow this thing. Uh your buddy Don Doe is in this. Uh he he pops up for a little bit. And uh this is a big star appeal in Ice Tea. Uh so you have like military guys and this is entering uh, the military phase of Fred Olin Ray I suppose. Uh where you have like discharged military guys and they have a grudge against colonels. And then so they hijack the plane and then Ice-T gets like sky bombed into the plane to take over it. But he doesn't really do anything. There, <laughs> there's a lady on there who does everything. Ah. I, Ice-T gets injured immediately of course and he, he can't do anything. Well, do, do you remember Executive Decision? 
I like. I feel like I've seen it, but I with, don't. With uh, with Kurt Russell. Uh, yeah, I, I I know it. Where they like they like they 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 like uh, planes hijacked and they actually get onto the plane. Oh okay, yeah. And, but, it's, yeah and, like, but, but you know, you know, his inexecutive decision as well. Ice T. Steven Seagal, and and he's and, and and he's barely in it because that's the twist. Yeah. You're like, oh man, this is gonna be a Steven Seagal's gonna fuck people up movie. But it's like, nope, that's the fake out because Kurt Russell's the nerd. But Steven Seagal gotcha. dies immediately, and then now it's Kurt Russell who's stuck on this plane, and he's got to like save the day. I got gotcha. you. That makes sense. Yeah. So that's kind of what this is. But it, it's it's a 2001 movie where dudes are walking around with like headsets with like the microphones talking about the internet a lot, and you're just like, all right, okay, that's fine. Uh, but yeah, it sucks major ass. Even. <laughs> uh, even in the credits, like uh, it's a, it's a different name completely. It, it's not Fred Olin Ray. It's it's not even one of his like aliases. Like I didn't recognize the name at all, and I was like, I have no idea who this is. Like Ed Tan- Ed Tandy or something. And yeah, because I sent you a picture. I was like, what is this shit? I was yeah. like, is this Fred Olin Ray or not? And you're like, I don't. You're like, I guess I don't know. Uh, it is. And uh, Jim Wynorski's a producer on this thing, even. Yeah. But uh, yeah, no. Air- Air Age is total shit, total shit. Awesome. So this is, this is uh, I, I I bumped it above Mob Boss, so it is in uh, the thirty eight position, yeah. just above Mob Boss. I uh, this afternoon waiting for you. I uh, I I did squeeze in Venomous, uh, the snake film, hey? Snakes, some snake action of Treat yeah. Williams. Tell me about it. I think that I think that's Treat Williams. <laughs> uh, mm, you're not missing yep, out. Maybe. This this is on Amazon Prime. Yeah. Um, so that's made it very convenient sitting here while mm-hmm. doing other things like painting minis. Um, the tagline is, there is no antidote. Uh, Mutant okay. snakes survived a terrorist attack on a government laboratory, and they now threaten the town of Santa Mira Springs, California. Seismic activity has brought snakes to the surface where residents are being bitten. <laughs> Victims can transmit the virus to healthy persons. The military puts the town under quarantine. Local physicians try to control the epidemic, while the military is primarily concerned with keeping the virus a secret. Okay. It's like instant Ebola via snake bites? Yeah, of course. Well, yeah. Why wouldn't it be? And uh, time, time is of the essence. But this is... a. Uh, boring ass stuff it's monster it's uh it takes a while for them to figure out it's the snakes it's the snakes biting people but it's just like you can't die from a rattlesnake bite oh i'm gonna leave oh no we gotta let make sure the serum you don't have any allergies to it then they die and they're like that's weird and then another person dies exactly the same way oh that's weird but it's all these snakes it's bringing us all the way back to uh alien dead when they're like it's the gators in the swamp the gators is eating people Mm mm-hmm the gators this one's like hey, it ain't the snakes it ain't the snakes so you gotta so, worry about where uh, does venomous fit on your rank list? uh boo where would i put that that is 28 now uh, behind star hunter yeah but yeah, but that sounds but, but i would i would put it ahead of dinosaur island but oh. like this this is this is like a fight at the bottom here this, oh, okay. this, is, a, this is a real slugfest it sounds like it yeah yeah uh, so, so do we have only one movie left I believe we have. So the, you, you didn't watch. So piece. you're you're telling me you didn't watch um, like any of the Royal Wedding uh, Christmas movies 
or whatever the fuck these are, royal Christmas movies. Like this, I don't, I don't get this. I don't know what the thing is about these movies. Like, so Fred, kind of like once in a while, he'll throw in like a Tomb of the Werewolf, Haunting Desires, uh, which I'm sure are just softcore movies. There's a, there's a fucking wrestling documentary that I'm gonna watch one of these days called Southern Discomfort Wrestling on the Indie Circuit. That might actually be pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, there's just a, like the erotic dreams of genie I've mentioned, Harlots of the Caribbean, Dead Girl's mm-hmm. Chest. Mm-hmm. Bewitched Housewives, Super Ninja Doll. Like this is just like, oh, are you doing the? This is the Charles Band thing, huh? Like yeah. making movies with like people you can just grab that like look like actors. Get them out there. Uh, but then there's like one day an accidental Christmas comes along, and then there's a silent venom, voodoo dolls, Tarzina, yeah. Queen of the Kong Island, Dire Wolf, Bikini Frankenstein, Bikini Royale mm. Two, Bikini Jones in the Temple of Eros. Hmm. Turbulent Skies, American Bandits. That's a, that's another hmm. Western. Twilight Vamps. My God, the the production of these posters. Super Shark, Dirty Blondes from Beyond, hmm. uh, Hatfields hmm. and McCoys, Bad Blood, starring uh, Christian Slater. Uh, I mean, I'm I'm all over that. That sounds good. Christian and, Slater, sign me Jim, up. And, and Jim Fahey. Jim Fahey, I love Jim Fahey with with, with Tim Abel. Ugh, he's fucking Tim Abel. Yeah. Okay, so wait, I I just saw that Tim Abel was in Sniper, and I got to tell you, oh, I did not recognize it, this guy it, at it, all. It could have been anybody. It could have been anybody. Um, yeah. Yeah. These these this is uh quite the turn. But then there's all these Christmas movies. Are you gonna watch one this year? Uh, if, if we were, if we were not in May, I probably would have watched a couple yeah. of them. I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't get these. There's a lot of Christmas things. Uh, Christmas I, I, in I Vermont. I think it's just the Hallmark thing, like you said, right? Yeah, like yeah. it's just, it's, a, it's, e- it's, it's a, an hey, easy paycheck. It's a fucking living. I'm not yep. going to, I'm not going to harp on it. I'm not going to watch these movies. Someone's paying them. Good, good on them. Good on yep. them. And everyone involved. Keep them getting jobs. Yep. I agree. But does that excuse Sniper <laughs> Special Ops from 2016? It doesn't, and uh, oh, I found uh, RJ uh, the, the the tagline. Hmm. Yeah, he's watching your six. Okay, do you want to do a drinking game, Jared, on how many times uh, the expression "watch my six or "watch your six is said in this film? How 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 many times do you think it is? Just uh, I, a I, shot I, in the dark. I don't know. You, do you actually know? <laughs> I don't. But my guess, because I, I I kept track a little bit after I started noticing, <laughs> and my is, guess is seven to eight times this we watch a, each other six. This is an 84-minute long film in which yeah. Steven Seagal appears in probably four minutes. Uh, yeah, if that at all. And how many uh, lines does Steven Seagal have in this? It's a fine line. <laughs> Uh, how, how many times Mumbles? does he actually speak and, uh, it is, it's audible and you can understand it. <laughs> What's the thing he does at the end of this movie? It's like, suddenly he has this completely different accent. Oh, <laughs> which he's like, tell me, are you really the best? And he's like, sometimes once in a while, <laughs> if I need to be, and you go, you go, excuse me. So. So this movie, a special ops military force led by expert sniper Sergeant Jake Chandler. That's uh, Steven Seagal's character. Uh, 
uh-huh. are sent to a remote Afghan village to extract an American con- congressman being held by the Taliban. Yes. That is essentially what is happening. Now, are they trying to tell me that Tim Abel is like Sergeant Victor Thomas Mosby, whoever that is? I, I just sent you a pic, and uh, look at this. Is that recognizable at all? That's Tim Abel? Yeah, he's like the lead character. Wow. He's like so fucking burly. Yeah, I had no idea. I had no idea who it was. I thought it was just some guy. I didn't realize it was the Tim Abel. The man who I mean, you saw, what? His, who I saw have, his penis uh, last week. Yeah, you know what? I have far more respect for Tim Abel than I do for fucking Steven Seagal. I, I agree with you. This dude did porn, and now he's... Now he's a rugged guy in military movies. No, that's his, that's his gig. Fuck, yeah, yeah. Good, good for him. Uh, this movie also has Rob Van Dam, RVD. Uh, and uh, the can whole, you explain the whole, the, to me the what whole, Rob Van Dam is? The whole fucking show? RVD? You don't? Oh, my God, RJ. Come on. From pro wrestling? Uh, what era was he in? From, like, ECW 1997 through WWE... God damn! Like through two thousand eight or nine, and then he then he he had, he had almost had a title run. He was wrestling John Cena, so he was good. Oh yeah, he's a he's definitely like uh a, one of those guys. You're like, huh? He's a star, huh? And he was. People loved him. He got over. He's a big old pothead, and this was one of the movies that he's been in. He's Vasquez. Vasquez. So are you're a RVD guy? I think I, I thought it was one of those things. I was like, "Oh, that was a pleasant surprise that RVD showed up in this." Hmm. Uh, I mean, he also shows up in Three Headed Shark Attack, starring Danny Trejo, uh, Karush Tran, and Rob. Oh, Van I love Karush Tran. Yeah, one of my faves. He's also in Black Mask Two: City of Masks. <laughs> well, yeah, you're gonna have a whole city eventually. Eventually, yeah. yeah R- eventually, R- RVD. Yeah, there's some good. Well, dudes God damn, in there. there you go. There's Tim Abel and We Were Soldiers with uh, yeah, that actor. Uh, man, sixty-eight films. One of them being Circus Kane. I uh, yeah, I had I had no idea, and because uh, like, ooh, two, two check days out. Before, there's one at the very him. bottom here. Navy Seals v Demons. That sounds cool. I kind of like that. Deep in the Bible Belt, Navy SEALs go undercover to save a town from the demons from hell who are stealing souls. Ooh. 14 Very people. Interesting. 14 people have watched this. Well, that's a, uh, well maybe so, it's going to be 15. Sniper, so. Special Ops. Yeah, tell me about Sniper, Jerem. So you get to watch a gargantuan Steven Seagal. The the, yes. le- the Leviathan that he is. Mm-hmm. This massive man with his silly dyed goatee, silly dyed yes. black hair, with his backwards baseball cap. You get to see him li- like sitting and crouching. Not even crouching. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. He's sitting and like leaning in with his sniper rifle saying, I got your six and things like that over and over again. <laughs> you trust me, buddy. Mm-hmm. And mumbling like, spe- like, it doesn't matter. That's what he does. He uses. He's got top billing. It's the only reason people watch this because it's kind of like, what is this movie? That mm-hmm. that is Sniper Special Ops. Um, there's nothing that there's nothing Fred Olin Ray about this. I, I would someone was actually just asking, I think him on Facebook today, about like, oh, you should tell some stories about your uh, 
shooting with him. Because yeah. I think it was just like the other day, uh, Steven Seagal's, you know, hanging out with uh, Vladimir Putin again. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Good, yeah. good guy. Good guy. Well, um, he was going in Russia. He does a lot of uh, like karate, taekwondo demonstrations. Mm, sure, he, sure he does. He knows a lot about yeah. martial arts. Yeah, he does, man. I, uh, I'll send you a video. He He's yeah. very good. There's very no, good. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> so, yeah, this is completely unremarkable in any way beyond the fact that like it's hilarious to watch Steven Seagal sit and like then he gets yeah. up and you're like oh shit something's going to happen but no now he's going to sit back down now I think my my favorite Seagal thing in here is that he uh, as as you just said he you're like oh something's really going to happen but it doesn't but then I, I kind of liked how this movie was called Sniper and I'm not really a gun guy, Jared. I don't know a whole lot about guns, but I'm pretty sure he uses like, it's like a, an assault rifle. Like it's an, not a sniper can, at all. Oh yeah, yeah. There's that's like a I don't know an AR-15 or something. Yeah. I don't know. But I did like how he he was shooting it uh, right-handed, and then when there was people on the other side, he switched and he was shooting it left-handed. So he was ambidextrous. He could fire his gun with both hands. Because I feel like he brought that up. He's like, I feel like my character, he wouldn't turn. He would just move the gun to the other hand. He would be good enough to shoot the gun both hands. So you see? You see, Jerry? So I, I, I feel like that's what he was going for there, which is good. Mm-hmm. Kind of. Um, I just, uh, on Steven Seagal's IMDb, I just see a personal quote. Uh, so quotes from Mr. Steven himself. I am hoping that I can be known as a great writer and actor someday rather than a sex symbol. You need to be talking quieter so I can't hear you. I'm hoping that I can be known as a great writer actor someday. Perfect. Rather, rather than a sex symbol. There you go. There, there you go. Steven Seagal a sex symbol? Uh, that, no, no, I don't think so. <laughs> Well, he's, he claims he was. Yeah, he, he... See, I don't get him. Like, his movies suck. Like, I, I've watched this era, like, of the action movie star, man. And, like, yeah. you know, your Arnie's, your Jaw-Claude Van Damme's. Yeah, it's like, but Steven Seagal was in the conversation. He was in yes, there. Yes, he was. But you're like... But you watch those his movies, like, Hard to Kill or something like that, you go, why? Well, Exit Wounds is okay, but that's because DMX is in it. Yeah, there you go. It's the only reason. But he's terrible. Mark yeah, for death. He's terrible. Yeah, he's a uh, he's a big man. Uh, so yeah, this movie. <laughs> yeah, uh, I I got your six, and then we got each other six. That comes up a lot in this. So is this number six on your list? Uh it should be uh, for that reason. No, this is pretty low, Jared. This is pretty low. Uh, I got your thirty nine. You got my thirty nine. I got your thirty seven. <laughs> I, I I could move it to thirty six, but it's so, not better than so, Brain Leeches. So well, this, this is, well, I think it's yeah. This is like I would watch Brain Leeches before I would need to ever see Sniper again. It's below yeah. Scream Scream Queen Hot Tub Party, and which is I don't even yeah. consider a film, but it yeah. is it is definitely above Beverly Hills Vamp and uh, Mob Boss. Yep, it's uh it's down there, man. For, uh, for a lot of reasons. Uh, one of them is the incessant army talk where it's like talking about sixes and stuff like that. And then just like Foxtrot, Belgium, Uniform, Tango, Maria, Be- Bezaquil. 
and you go, excuse me? Because they're just talking like that, like casually. And you're just like, I don't think that's how those guys would talk. I don't think they just use normal words. Uh, an actual line in this is one guy says, step on it, Charlie. And then the other guy goes, I'm crushing it, Vic. And I went, what? Is this how army guys talk? I don't understand. I also feel like there is a sneaky jab at uh, Obama in this. Did you see that? Did you pick up on uh, that? Yeah. I think the I Obama heard. dad thing. I was like, is that a real place? And I Googled it. It's not a real place. So I was like, why would they? I was like, is that like a knock at Obama not being American? Like, uh, Or like, what is that? Yeah, like, sounds, I don't understand. Sounds about right. And I was using quotations for people at home there. Hmm. Um, but I, yeah, I was really confused by that. I was like, what are they going for here? I don't uh, get it. This was written by Fred Olin Ray as well. Oh, I'm sure it was. This, this is where this is where it's come to. Yeah, which is unfortunate. But hey, what a way to what a way to go out uh, <laughs> for uh, Fred Olin May. Am I right? And uh, so. As we wrap up here, I, I do think I just have to point out that I'm noticing following at home. I know Sam Sanchez is following as well, but I, I'm just seeing the list here uh, from uh, Corpse, and he hit 39 as well, which is pretty uh, pretty wild. So he was right there with us the whole way. So good for you, bud. What what is you made this? It. what is this Corpse Watch sideshow? Two and a half stars. It's not for everyone, man. <sighs> uh, he he does have a point. He does pick up that little person, and that is pretty unbelievable. That guy is an asshole, and I know that's his yeah, and then, character. And then he gets his just desserts. He does. He does. Wait, how does he get taken out again? Is is it the lady who's she, like, yeah? She, she's the she's got he, her like, like sucks flat, into yeah him? yeah. She starts chewing on his face with her insides. Yeah, and that's then cool. and he gets all disfigured. Uh, it's pretty that's rad. Cool. I don't know. I don't know what yeah. more you want in life. It's pretty cool makeup. Yeah. It is. How many uh, did Sam Sanchez watch, do you think? I'll try to find it. I'll try to find it. It's going to take a while, though. Yeah, I can't find it. Can't find it. Can't do it. Son of a dog. Well, you know what? Fuck it. We're done. This is yes. it. This is the end of Fred Olin May. Sadly, it is. I, I got to tell you, Jared, I did have a good time this this month. It's... it's I sometimes dread the double recording in the week. That's uh, yes. that's a bit of an ask, but uh, we only have to do it a couple times. Well, actually, this is like the only time now, currently, where we have to do well, the, the double tap. Well, maybe next year we can plan accordingly, and our, our last week of May will just be whatever our May adventure is instead of a criterion proper. Yes, yeah, we had a, we had some deadlines and yep. dates set, so I had to work around that. But, but now we can... We but, can plan for but, next but, year. But now, and now we plan for next year. What will next door, next year have in store for us? Well, do you want to say some of the ideas you have? Oh, or my do you want God. To, do I don't know. Let's th- do it. Let's do it. I'm going to pull up the list. Yeah. I'm going to put them out into the, into the continuum. Sure. I've got to find an accompanying image for this uh, this episode. I don't know. What, what am I going to do? What's, uh, the most, like, what's one of the most iconic moments? I mean. Is, is it boobs? <laughs> It is boobs. I, I do the, have a the, lot the, of good, the... like, title cards that just say Fred Olin Ray on them. I also have some screenshots from your favorite film, Beverly Hills Vamp, uh, with the guy with the, the old man with the mustache. Oh, how about uh, anything from even, like, Bad Girls from Mars or something like that? 
I didn't get a lot of screenshots to be oh, honest. Oh, you you were too busy. Well, no, I was just watching on my TV. The only movie I watched on a laptop was Beverly Hills Vamp, and that's why I have screenshots of it. Like Yeah. <sighs> so I got I got some here's some names. Should I say okay. all the names or should we save this? I don't know. There's so many things. That... Uh well, we could put it out in other ways too. Yeah. We don't have to do it tonight. I got everyone's suggestions, the one that we've come up with. There's ones that have nothing to even go on. Just, just literally. Here's another director. There's no pun. But that worked twice. Does do we have to have a pun? I think I don't we're know. Contractually obligated to have a pun. Yeah, maybe. I'd say maybe what where where we should leave it is do. Why don't we say this? Do people want one month of one person again, or should we do a variety month? Or is that putting too much uh, into uh, the hands of others? I don't know, man. It's yeah. There's certain directors that you could do. It cuts off other options, and then it's like, it also, do we just end the genre thing where we're hitting these guys who are like the again the um, and I mean it in the nicest Schlock way possible, boys. the Schlockmeisters. Uh, yeah. Do we leave them behind? Because um, I mean, let me tell you, Bruno Maytai, that that's a uh, pretty well. Uh, that's Italian Fred Olin. <laughs> Well, uh, I'll put it like this. I think Fred Olin May was somewhat my idea. So if you're leaning towards one thing or another, uh, I'll, I'll 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 take that ride with you. Well, so at this point of the of the four that we've done, who's uh yeah. who's who's been the best? Oh, man. Uh they're very even though they're all in the same wheelhouse, they're very different kind of branches. I think Roger Corman is the classiest sure, of them, sure. which doesn't doesn't really mean much. Yeah. I would say Lloyd Kaufman, I think, is the most entertaining in terms of he's just kind of a nut bar. His his highs are pretty good. Like I, there's, I I have genuine four star movies for yes. me for uh, Kaufman where yeah. that doesn't. And then there's like actually surprisingly few four stars from Roger Corman. There are yes. some, and they're really good, but. It's quite. A, it's quite a. It's really surprising. I would say, in terms of ranking, I'd say Tro Tro May in turn Tro May Cormay, Fred Olin May, and then <laughs> Old Chuck move. Chuck Band, Chuck Band. But uh, <laughs> that said, though, I actually like the Fred Olin Mays are the ones that probably fit best with uh, with my personal tastes. Mm, your worldview so th- of vampire yeah, erotica. Exactly, exactly. So I, I do think uh, this this month was this month was kind to me. I didn't have, I never had a problem throwing on a Fred Olin and just uh just letting it rip. There were some down points for sure, yeah. But uh, it didn't it didn't get the best of me, is what I'm saying. That's good. That's good. Well, so, well, we'll we'll leave the mystery of what we're going to do for next year going until we figure it out more. But it will yes. something something will transpire. And yeah. as will the flowers of St. Francis. <laughs> oh, holy shit. Holy shit. I guess we'll get there. We'll get there. All right, then. Good night, everybody. Thanks for joining us. It's June. June, Olin Mary, May. I got your six. I just... I just want to be a sex symbol.